Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my video trying to address a lot of the criticisms about sunsetting or weapon retirement that is coming to Destiny. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. That will bring you right to my Twitch channel. I'm almost always live Monday through Friday when these hit the feeds, podcasts, and YouTube. If you want to listen to these as audio format, you can look up SNTR Presents on any of the podcast platforms. YouTube, thanks for all the love, the like, share, subscribe, and the bell button presses. Thank you for doing that. Now, the reason I wanted to make this video is because I did not anticipate this much criticism. I always anticipate criticism. I always anticipate people being angry, but there is a lot of different criticisms being thrown out there. I even had a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter with Drewski and Cami. I feel like they're actually making intelligent arguments. Most of the argumentation I'm seeing isn't that intelligent or thoughtful. They're at least being intelligent and thoughtful, even though I don't necessarily agree with their take. I still think they're making at least valid points uh, and structuring their arguments intelligently. So I want to break down the criticisms into three categories. First, there are the criticisms that are just incorrect. These people state things that are not correct. They, they misrepresent what sunsetting is going to do. Second, there is the incoherent. There are criticisms that are self-contradicting or self-refuting or intrinsically sort of dissonant. They state, they state things that are mutually exclusive. I had a video that I put up over the weekend saying there's a cognitive dissonance for a lot of people whenever they talk about this. And then lastly, I want to talk about criticisms that are out of step. Largely, I feel like where Cami and Drewski land is not that they're wrong or that they that they're making bad arguments, it's that they feel a little out of step with the way this game is built and how it's supposed uh, how it's supposed to function, okay? So, first and foremost, the incorrect People will say things like, they're taking my gear. They're taking our gear. No, they are not. Nothing is being taken from you. Nothing is being removed from your inventory. Most of the community doesn't even go into the environments where this is taking effect, okay? If you look at the statistics of the community engagement with aspirational content, most people will not even feel this. Now, somebody misunderstood when I said on the uh, on Fireteam chat, I said that the lower echelon players won't feel this and someone accused me of elitism I was not being elitist I was simply saying if you hang out in the lower echelons of the content this doesn't take an effect it only affects you if you go up into the upper echelons Uh, and the image that I'm using right here is showing everything that will be viable end game viable and fusible in September this doesn't include what everything we get in the summer though so it's a little bit of it's it's a little bit of uh, it's missing some information but that's what this list is for Second thing people say that it's just incorrect criticism. They're breaking my gun. No, they are not. They aren't breaking anything. An infusion cap is not breaking your gun. It's not nerfing your gun. Right now, they actually do this to your guns. Anything that is super, super best in class or amazing or standout gets nerfed. So if you don't like the idea of Bungie taking hard-earned loot and quote-unquote breaking it, then you should be on my team, okay? You should be on my team. My team is arguing that you won't ever have to have a really good standout weapon completely broken or nerfed. Now, obviously, they're going to have to still have balance in the Crucible if something is really breaking the game in there. But in the PvE realm, anything we've ever had that kind of stands out as best in class ends up getting nerfed. So if you're not a fan of them, quote-unquote, breaking your guns, this system is only capping infusion. It's not messing with how the gun feels or performs as it is like the perks and the power. It simply loses its endgame viability. 
Losing all my stuff once a year is bad. This again is a complete misrepresentation of the system. It is a rolling calendar. Once we get through September, you will always only be losing a portion, a portion of your of your loot. If you're using anything from Season of Dawn and you get into the winter season, any of those items that you're using, they will only get knocked out of your uh, out of your loadout if you're taking those items into the end game. If you're using items from Season of Dawn in garden variety content like I do, I lose I use Martyr's Retribution in a lot of different places, but I don't take it into the end game, I'll still be able to do that. So they are not making you leave your stuff behind every single year that's wrong for two reasons number one you don't have to leave behind anything unless you're going into raids or endgame content and it's not once a year like every year just boom they're sliding all your loot off the table that's just another incorrect criticism there's no reason to chase anything if it's going to be uh retired every year First and foremost, this is a fundamental misunderstanding of what these games are about. You are always chasing stuff and then chasing new stuff. And in this system, you'll have a higher motivation to chase new stuff because some will be from need, but some will be from desire. If they start creating truly more powerful, standout, best-in-class loot, which they presently can't do. I think a lot of people are missing this piece of the argument. Currently, there is no gear hierarchy in Destiny. There is no gear hierarchy. Anytime they've tried to introduce gear hierarchy, it has broken down. Whether it was the Recluse or the Not Forgotten or anything else that rises above being just a god roll, but being like a best in class, it ends up getting nerfed. There is no loot hierarchy. You have legendaries that are all virtually interchangeable with each other, minor differences in the perks, and then you have exotics. That loot hierarchy is needed. If I go into aspirational content, I need those legendary drops to be truly better. This is why people criticize trials. There's no loot hierarchy. There's no adept weapons. You can't create adept weapons in the current system of eternal viability because then it necessitates power creep. So that is why this system is necessary. Let's go to the incoherent criticisms. Bungie can't make good loot. This is a self-refuting criticism because if they can't make good loot, then you're defending loot that you just admitted isn't very good. If all they've been giving is boring, not good loot, then you're defending boring, not good loot. Why do you care if they sunset it? This again is internally dissonant and incoherent. You're contradicting your very passion. You're defending loot that you just admitted is really, really bad. If you have really, really good loot or you have guns that you think are amazing, Bungie's committing to make weapons that are better than those in this new system so you should be I think more excited than disappointed I'm going to chase new loot that I already have this again is incoherent and doesn't seem to catch on to the fact that that's what we've been doing for literally three years grinding for guns that we basically already have uh, these are called uh, Cami calls these side grades I always called them lateral upgrades you're getting something that is basically interchangeable with what you have now now somebody might say a side grade is more uh, I like it more because while I'm trying to get the side grade I can continue using the old version of the weapon like let's say you're trying to get a really great version of the trial sniper and you view the trial sniper as being a side grade to your current sniper well you can continue to use that sniper while grinding for it I get that I, I kind of sympathize with that a little bit but at the same time side grading for an eternity is freaking boring in a loot based game it's not good enough okay I'm going to get to that in just a little bit when people bring up the disrespect my grind argumentation. 
Lastly, the last incoherent criticism. This will ruin balance. This is presumptive. Uh, This is founded in nothing. Uh, They've been balancing the game a lot recently. They've been tweaking the game a lot recently. Just because they go to a sunsetting system, sunsetting and balance are not related to each other. So this is another incoherent criticism. Okay, lastly, these criticisms are out of step. So these are at least in some respect like logical or thoughtful, but they're out of step with the way the game is designed. This will be a loot treadmill. This is an expression that both Cami and Drewski were using and endorsing. This will feel like a loot treadmill. I feel like this is out of step with a game like Destiny. Destiny, as it's designed, has you chasing loot. Logically, the incentive to chase loot needs to be pretty strong or I'm not going to want to pour hours into chasing it. And that is one of the reasons that loot incentive has died on the seasonal format. The seasonal format introduces loot that's marginally different or maybe even slightly, very slightly better than the current weapons. This is why these guys have YouTube channels that people flock to. It's amazing information. They comb over, they comb over perks, they comb over differences. And it's super helpful. Cool guy does it, Drewski does it. These guys make great videos. One of the reasons for that is a lot of the perks are so indistinguishable from each other. A lot of the guns and perk combinations are almost indistinguishable from each other. So you got to comb over the percentage points of difference, okay? That, I think, is a huge, huge blow to the next one that people use all the time. This disrespects my grind. This is a disrespect of my grind. I poured hundreds of hours into getting that gun, and now it's getting sunset. Okay, the reason this breaks down for me very quickly is if you want your grind to be respected and you feel like if you pour a ton of hours into something that that item has so much value it should never be unseated the problem is you're asking for a system that perpetuates futility every time they drop a new item that's a side grade you have to pour in hundreds of hours to get the absolute best version of the side grade and the carrot does not justify the journey the journey to get the item is dissonant and disconnected from the item's actual value the value Value transmission is weak and the grind is heavy. That creates, I think, a massive problem and disconnect for people. Why am I going to pour hundreds of hours or weeks or months into getting a god roll of a weapon that I basically already have? Well, it'll be slightly better. Maybe in this particular context, having full cord on your grenade launcher will be a little bit better than your current spike grenade launchers that you have. I had people telling me that when I was grinding for a love and death grenade launcher. It's going to be marginal, Lono. Full cord doesn't even activate all the time. And they were right. It wasn't a good enough reason for the hundreds of hours that I poured in, but ultimately there was nothing else for me to do or chase, which is the primary reason that I chased it. Lastly, the gear I earned should be viable for forever. This is out of step again with a game that is a live service loot driven game. If you're going to chase loot, it needs to be worth your chase and side grades don't really land into that category. And then it's, I can't play how I want. This is ultimately why I said these criticisms are out of step. I am not denigrating or disrespecting these gentlemen. I simply think their sentimentality and the way they play the game is so narrow that they are out of step with the way the game is designed. If this game was designed around their sentimentality, endless viability, eternal side grades, it sort of starts to feel like Halo with interchangeable loot. It doesn't feel like 
Destiny. Now, I do think eventually, to give them what they want, you could go to split sandboxes, but there's still a perpetual problem there. Aspirational content like Trials needs aspirational loot as a reward. Aspirational loot really loses its luster when it's just a side grade. One year into Trials, when they suddenly give you a bunch of new guns... If that happens and they're only side grades, you have now diluted the the actual definition of aspirational loot. I don't want to run a raid and I don't want to go flawless in trials for side grades. I want best in class weapons. I want weapons that stand out and that are truly powerful. The only way we get there is with sunsetting. They use this in other games for this very reason. It is a perpetual loot-driven game, and the loot can't stay statically viable for forever, because power creep would become a problem, and if you don't do power creep, you just have to do perpetual side grades. We're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the sunsetting criticisms. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out. If you want to listen to these as like entire podcast episodes, just look for SNTR Presents on any of the podcast platforms. So going to jump right into the questions. And again, I said this before I went into this, and you, if you're listening to the recording, if I skip or glide over questions, I am not attempting to be rude. I'm trying to be efficient. I'm working on being a little more gentle about it when I do it, but we do have so many front-loaded questions that sometimes I got to hack through the generic ones or the ones that I don't think are very worth, you know, answering at the time. So hopefully you guys can be understanding about that. Uh, Domo. So does it make sense that there's no point in sunsetting weapons if they are just going to add them back with a new name and look? This is one that gets gets thrown out a lot, uh, and I put this in the incorrect criticism category. So I had three categories, the incorrect, the incoherent, and the out of step. Um, I think that Cami and Drewski are in the out of step category. They're logical, they're thoughtful, I think they're intelligent when they argue about it. It sounds like they're asking for something that's kind of out of step with an ongoing loot pursuit game. So I actually think at least at least their criticisms are on target, and at least their criticisms are are intelligent and thoughtful, and that's why I was open to engaging with them on Twitter. A lot of people will message me and tweet me on Twitter, and they just say silly things, and I'm like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have to I'm not gonna educate you on this. This is an area that's just incorrect. They are not going to sunset a weapon and then just bring it back with a new name and look they're not going to reissue weapons with the exact same perks Dylan even said on Twitter I'm sorry uh, Reddit if something comes back it will come back with new perks like that's the whole point of reissuing it there's no reason to reissue it if it's going to come back identical okay the other thing about this that I think gets missed in the fray we're essentially doing this now uh, to a, to a certain degree, you're grinding for side grades. I always called them lateral upgrades. I like somebody quoted Cami as saying side grade. I like that expression better. Um, I, to me, grinding for side grades is kind of what you're describing here. We're just we're grinding for something that looks different. That's very very similar to stuff I already have. It's it's it, they're marginal differences, very slight. Like oh, this has full court. This one doesn't. That to me is not enough to to justify the hours and hours and hours of grind that goes into it 
that's why I feel like a lot of this starts this stuff gets in conflicts like you want to defend your grind your grind should be respected but then the grind is so lengthy in comparison to the actual difference in the reward the difference in the reward is so minuscule in comparison to the mountain of grind required to get it you know what I'm saying hundreds of hours to get a gun that has one perk of difference from what I already have and when you measure the impact that has on damage output it's it's a percentage point I'm not gr- I don't want to grind hundreds of hours for a percentage point I want to grind for newer more powerful cooler stuff so when you say oh they're going to sunset weapons and add them back with a new name and look you're kind of I think describing the system we have now every season when I was grinding for the love and death grenade launcher that's what people were saying they're like Lono you basically already have that grenade launcher you're basically doing it for for full core that's it and it was like well yeah there wasn't anything else to do I thought it looked cool and I thought if I can have the absolute best grenade launcher in the game right now I'm gonna go for it truth be told even at the time I admitted a lot of the times full court's not even gonna proc I'm not gonna be far enough away to even benefit from it and so and somebody pointed out today, it doesn't even roll with auto-loading. And since it doesn't roll with auto-loading, it, can't keep up, it, it couldn't, at the time, keep up with optimum DPS cycles from another grenade launcher. So, it was a lateral upgrade. It was a side grade that required a ridiculous amount of time and currency. I've always said, the carrot has to justify the journey. If I'm putting in that level of grind, that level of journey, that carrot feels really small to me giggity it doesn't feel like an upgrade it, it by definition it's not even an upgrade that's why we have to say side grade or lateral upgrade it's not even an actual upgrade so the the journey to get it just feels weird it's like why would i even do that why would i even put myself through that um 35 months from magic and mitch one more month to the three-year badge five months from code x reaper one more month to the six-month badge and then a brand new prime sub from silver hedge thank you um so, and that, at the, fundamentally, that is essentially, I think, I think I said at the cami on Twitter, I said, you're asking for something to be legislated to your style and your affinity that I think is just too narrow. I, it, people that want this to stay where it is, it's like, that's just too narrow. It's like, oh, I only play the end game and I, and I want to use the absolute best gun for forever. I never want to be sort of forced to be on a loot treadmill. And it's like, but these games kind of are loot treadmills that's how they're designed whether it's division 2 diablo borderlands or destiny the the new content necessitates new grind new chase new pursuit so that's where it breaks down it's like you're asking for something really really narrow that's why i'm like their sentimentality is fine it just to me it just feels out of step you know i i feel like i'm doing what's described in this question i feel like i'm grinding for stuff i already have right now at the present time and obviously once we settle the dust on this debate and this back and forth that we just had a lot of people are like well you're trusting that they're going to make better stuff and i'm like well yeah i guess i guess they're not going to do this and hand you identical stuff to what they're doing i guess i'm hoping they're not lying to us at the top level pvp the impact is much more impactful than pve now i'll acknowledge that drew drewski's in chat i'll acknowledge that there's a significant difference between one perk and another in PvP. This is why I think ultimately they can't do what would be best for all of us, which is to split the sandboxes. Okay, 
if they split the sandboxes, then you could have PvP weapons that are more in that threshold that you're describing, where a god roll versus a good roll, there is a significant more of an impact than, like, my example of full cord. My example of full cord, it's like, dude, I spent half a season grinding for the god roll grenade launcher, and it just didn't seem worth it, right? You could spend half a season grinding for the god roll, and it would make a difference in your experience. So that's why a split sandbox, I think, would make this less painful. I did feel like a lot of the criticisms coming from you guys were more rooted in the fact that, like, dude, PvP is just a different animal. My only concern, even if right now I could push a button and give Drewski and Cammy and the guys that are in that camp, if I pushed a button and I gave them split sandboxes, I still have concerns about what you're asking for. Trials, as an aspirational activity necessitates loot motivation in the lighthouse how do you give aspirational loot rewards with perpetual viability that's my big like quandary I've said I'm not a PvP player but I know what that's like I've run raids for three years in Destiny and been like there's no real reason to run them the loot's interchangeable with everything else in the game so if I'm going flawless What's the aspirational loot? How do you distinguish it from the other loot? You'd have to make it stronger. They're entertaining the um, Adept mod slot. A year later, how do you disrupt that? If they're best-in-class weapons, if the god roll hand cannon from Flawless Chest is Adept, Adept mod, the best hand cannon you can get, how does Bungie disrupt that a year later? That's the problem, is the game has systems in it that are somewhat in conflict with each other it's loot based loot like loot drive one of the number one criticisms of trials right now is a lack of adept weapons i think they have a lot of perks that combinations archetype combos and abilities that can be specific to trials to be worth it they can split the sandbox so it's a good thought experiment because i I, and i'm and i'm glad that you're here because i to me when i look at adept weaponry i think man it's got to be best in class How do you disrupt best in class a year later? Because people, the number one criticism of Trials, well, one of the number one, one of the more common criticisms of Trials was no adept loot. People saw that you weren't going to get new weapons until season 13, and they got pretty ticked. They're like, that's such a long time. If they're giving you new guns every year in Trials and in the Lighthouse, I struggle to see how you disrupt that. One one best in class hand cannon versus another best in class hand cannon, I think you'd get back into the side grade situation, which to me isn't good enough for Trials loot. It would be a side grade. The god roll hand cannon in, in 2021 from Trials, the adept god roll hand cannon versus the adept god roll hand cannon in 2020, they'd be side grades, and that's why I think it starts to break down for me. I'm like, why do I want to go flawless for a side grade? What's the point of that? And I and, and sunsetting does that. It's like nope, nope, nope. This stuff's sliding out of endgame viability and trials. And now there's a new there's a new hand cannon to chase with, and maybe new adept mods. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that with the mods. I think the more I think the move for PvP is not blowing their load on one weapon too hard and introducing weapons that continuously fill gaps in the sandbox and become unique in feel and purpose I just wonder if the way you guys are wired, the way your brains are wired, the way you kind of craft your content you guys are like Sherlock Holmes you comb over stats and numbers in a way you've developed a palette 
for that for what you're talking about like minor gap filling and i'm wondering is that in line with most of the crucible and pvp crowd do you see what i'm saying I wonder if sometimes the demand for that comb over is because the game doesn't do that. It's so hard to distinguish, like, what's the difference between these two perks? It, it, they're, they're so small, right? And that's why those videos, I think your guys' videos do well for that reason. People are like, oh my gosh, what what's the best role? The number one search term for Call of Duty after it launches is like Call of Duty best weapon. And then you guys are there as like destiny scientists to be like, these are the absolute best. These are the absolute best weapons, best perk combinations, and best roles. And I don't have the patience for that. I would never do that. That's not that's not how I'm wired. So sometimes I wonder if that if that style of engagement with the content has developed a palette that again, and this is kind of what I told Cami, I was like, it just feels so narrow. How are they gonna legislate to this palette that you've developed? I don't know if a lot of people feel that way. I know this is only the first question, but Drewski's here, so I think it's a good back and forth. Um, I'm worried that palette's just too narrow. That's another problem. I believe Bungie's done a poor job of educating the player base on the perks and making perks that feel as impactful as they might describe themselves to be. Right, and that makes your, and that makes videos like the ones that you do and Cool Guy and all the others in high demand. Because the game, it's like, why would I run Swashbuckler over Rampage? Why would I run Kill Clip over this? Why would I run Accurized Rounds over Armor Piercing Rounds? Like, what in the actual frick do these perks even do? A lot of the descriptions are generic. A lot of the times there's ghost stats they don't even show you. Um, so I think they could do a better job educating, but I think the biggest problem is the differences are so marginal, that's hard to communicate to the player. There needs, I think there just needs to be more standout, more very, very specific perks that make a gun feel unique and powerful the way that like one, two punch or trench barrel, you know, that, that gives the shotgun a particular feel, uh, snapshot would be a very, very easy one. You know, when a gun has snapshot. So that's what I think they need to do. I don't know. I feel like they've got too many samey perks is one of the other issues. They're so samey. They're so samey. Thanks for gifting a sub to Evan. You guys gifted a sub to Drewski and Evan. Thank you for doing that. And Cosmo TV with a brand new prime sub. Um, so good discussion. Uh, good discussion. I, I, we have too many questions for me to, 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 to hang out, uh, right here, but that, I, I, this is, this is good. I, this is good. People are passionate about their weapons because Bungie has done something incredibly special. Uh, it's the most immersive game you can play. Your weapon feels like an extension of you. And I feel like that is one of the things that has fueled this impassioned debate is that you don't feel the same way about weapons in Diablo or WoW or Borderlands. It just You don't have that attachment. So there's something very special about this game. Uh, I would hope we could get to a place where people don't feel that there's so much loot futility. And here's the grand irony. I, I said this this morning, Drew. I think you and Cammy are going to have more content to make um, because, because there's always going to be new breakout discoveries and then this breakout weapon, what's the best role on it? Right now, I think it's harder to have that viral draw. It's like, well, this weapon is a slightly better than this other. I don't know. I feel like it'll actually feed you guys. I think it'll feed you guys a ton 
a ton of content. That's the irony is I think it's actually going to help you guys more than hurt you, but it's more about your sentimentality than creating content, which I think probably speaks to your integrity. Because if I was you guys, I'd be like, we're always going to be able to make videos. We'll be able to make videos till the end of time. There's always going to be new stuff, always going to be new breakout weapons and perks. But you're taking up for your affinity more than your ability to create content. <laughs> Which, to your credit, means that you're more interested in the game and your experience than making videos. So a lot of times people, I think, forget that, like, YouTubers argue so they can make videos and content. It's like, that's not what they're actually doing. I mean, because the minute I saw this system, I was like, oh, there's going to be God roll videos every other freaking month. There's always going to be something to draw everybody's attention to. And those videos will get way more clicks. Because it'll be attached to the viral nature of a weapon being new with a new name for SEO purposes, as well as like that 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 desire for a god roll, right? Okay, I have to move on. <laughs> I have to move on. Um, less RNG layers. Oh, I oh, crap. This is one last thing I want to say about this. I do think loot intentionality is going to go through an evolution which may help people not feel like there's too many layers of rng it takes me too long to get a god roll they're already entertaining the idea of you limiting what an ingram drops so loot intentionality i think if they adjust it to be more intentional will make up some of and soften some of the pain that you're anticipating you're going to have to feel they're talking about the redacted engram like they're going to let you increase drop rate of particular items so if they give you more intentionality to soften that because listen I said this before we even had this big debate I said with sunsetting back when Luke Smith announcement so this is months ago if it takes me four months to get a god roll mindbenders that's a problem in sunsetting that's a problem I, I just wasted a third of the year trying to get it nah no, 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 that's too long. That's way too long. You have to give us better intentionality. How long it took me to get the anarchy from a raid, how long it took some people to get a mindbenders, those, I think, are some of the reasons the PvP crowd is reeling. They're like, are you kidding me? I have to wait for the nightfall to come around, I have to run content I don't like, and it took me forever, and then you're gonna sunset it? You gotta be freaking joking, Bungie. So they have to put, I think, the pursuits for those weapons need to be in Crucible, not in a freaking Nightfall. And loot intentionality and generosity probably needs to go up. I think sunsetting and loot intentionality and generosity have to come together, or a lot of what you all say is going to end up being true. It's like, dude, it literally took me an entire season to get the God Roll. I just lost a fourth of the game, the end game viability. If it takes you a couple of weeks, then I think it's I, I think it's less of a complaint. It's like, oh come on, dude! It took you two weeks. It took you three weeks. Come on, the generosity and intentionality is through the freaking roof, you know. To clear up any confusion, let's imagine if we launched the redacted Ingram in Season of the Worthy. Imagine this Ingram contained all the Season of the Worthy weapons and armor. Now imagine you could take this Ingram to a Seraph bunker, spend seasonal currency to focus the contents of the Ingram to contain only the Seraph SMG and shotgun. Right. Right. Removing layers of RNG and giving intentionality. I have argued that we should be able to change the masterwork on a gun. Why? Menagerie. Don't tell me that's that's too much power to give the player. Thank you for ordering Rageless Rose. Don't tell me that's too much power to give the player because of Menagerie. Menagerie refutes that. 
Menagerie refutes that. We should be able to change the masterwork on an item. It's not too much power. Menagerie is a is a is an indictment of anybody claiming that's too much power. We can change the affinity on armor. It's time to let us change the the, the masterworks on a gun. Because I can feel the pain of these guys that are trying to defend their loot because it's going to get sunset because they know they got three god rolls that were the wrong masterwork. And I know that pain and I think that's another way they can alleviate some of the pain that the Crucible homies are feeling about this. So, now I'm going to move on. <laughs> Good, Great discussion. Two from uh, Question number two from Viper. Uh, we have 90 more questions to go. <laughs> Okay, what's your opinion on the argument that PvP is uh, is a be better than the other player game and not have a better loot game? This feels like a false dichotomy. It's both and. Uh, it's so much. It's both and. Um, you do need to be better than the other player, but having better loot makes a difference. Find players that you feel are equal in skill. Let's put Potato and Panda in a one v one and give one of them trash loot and the other god tier loot. It would have an influence on the fights try to tell me that it wouldn't (laughs) it would um so yes it's both and this is a bit of a false dichotomy so i would say um you know what it might fill up the it might fill up the round table tonight but but drew if you're around tonight at like 8 or 8 30 it'd be good to have at least you or cami on just one of you i can't have both that'd be too many people but if you can be on tonight in a discord call 8 p.m eastern then that could be that could be good. Throw you in and let you and let you take up for a side of the audience that we don't presently have on the Crucible uh, roundtable. Clintus plays Crucible a lot more casually than you do. You're down. Okay, that'll be good. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll DM you. I'll DM you on Twitter. Um, that should be good. I should have reached out to you and Cami, but I was I was busy and taking the day off, and so we had a couple tweets, and then I was like, I gotta stop. And I meant to be like, oh, we should do a special edition or something. But that'll, I think that'll be good. Um, so don't miss that tonight. Uh, don't miss that tonight. Drew will be on. Drew will be on and we'll, we'll go back and forth. And he'll get to say more than he gets to say in a chat. Because I have an advantage being on the microphone right now. That'll give him an, advan- uh, an opportunity to like, just go. Like, I'll give him like, you have the floor, go. Let's hear it. Um, and it'll be good back and forth. Uh, da, 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 da. yeah. So it's it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. And here, right here, Viper. I think, I think this is why there's a tension with eternal viability in a loot pursuit game. Cause the goodness of the loot has an effect. The skill of the player has an effect. And so the more you sort of compete with, like, oh, we don't want these god rolls to dominate the crucible. And so you start nerfing stuff because this is what happens. This is what happens. The Crucible crowd is highly aware of something that requires less skill than the power that it comes with. Okay? Master of Arms on Recluse. Um, White flagging with Antius Wards. (laughs) Antius Wards comes with more power than what is required to get said power. This is why I tend to agree. I think Cammy's been quoted at saying this, but a lot of people have said aim assist is too high on snipers. Sniping is traditionally a high skill ceiling skill gap behavior in a game and sniping in Destiny feels just stupid easy on a controller. Uh, Wish you luck's been highlighting that on his Twitter. Um, I, I, I hit snipes and I'm like, I didn't hit that. <laughs> so I didn't hit that. The game hit that for me. Uh, so... I think the high-skilled guys are very, very much in tune with 
this just requires not enough skill Antius wards aim assist on sniping um, all kind of things that disrupts their sense of skill expression the the challenge is how much if 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 these fingers represent all the things that are a little too strong or a little too easy to use if this represents all those things how much can i push down on that as a high skilled player arguing for it needs to be more about skill expression what happens the harder i push on that it starts to get really flat and really boring it's a space magic game where you can have like a handheld supernova or you know uh, grenade launchers and all these different things a freaking mountaintop what is mountaintop even doing in this game right it's, it's a it's a primary grenade launcher like what in the actual frick is that but there it is that's just kind of destiny it's one of those things on the hand that's not getting pushed down if you push down too much on the space magic you push down too much on the exotics that are in the game and the the handholdy stuff that's in the game if you push down on that too much you're going to start to lose destiny so that's where I feel like these two things are not at odds. They have to coexist and complement each other as best as possible. It's why we've had five years of a balancing debate. You know, <laughs> there's always something that rises to the services like Antius has. Uh, and One-Eyed Mask in its heyday. Ashen Hollow. Do you think it'd be in Bungie's best interest to give some of these more powerful perks next season as an appetizer? Well, I know some people have said, do you think they're going to do that? Do you think they're going to give us amazing stuff or better stuff or stronger stuff or whatever um, next season? And I don't think so. I think next season has largely already been built. I think when Luke Smith started entertaining this idea, they were probably too far in the development of the summer season. Now, bear in mind, when you see this image next to me, let's go to the scariest one. Um... Uh, let's go to machine guns. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> There's one machine gun that'll be infusible in September. I would think the summer would be a good time to like fill in those gaps as well as September. This chart hopefully gets circulated around Bungie's weapon team to be like, okay, is there anything we can focus on in September and the winter season to really start to fill in some of these gaps? There's one machine gun, huh? Now, heavy weapons naturally get the brunt end of this, but even the lack of, like, a void hand cannon. Um, there's lacks of entire archetypes of some weapons. There's no precision scouts. There's no rapid-fire scouts. Not that scouts are worth using, but you get the point, right? So Bungie's going to need to focus on this to, to make sure there aren't giant archetypal vacancies because archetypal vacancies are going to make people say yep see sunsetting sucks you sunset thus and so weapon and I can't replace it with anything in the end game one sword yeah swords are in a terrible way linear fusions the problem with swords linear fusions bows and all those isn't even a sunsetting problem it's just an archetypal problem Bungie has added I think too many archetypes and then they end up sitting there and they don't get a lot of stuff and so they don't, and because they don't get a lot of stuff, you end up with a situation where you're like, well, if you're going to use it, this is the only one, you know. Legionless. When would be a good time for exotics to be sunset? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really think exotics should be sunset. And I and, and people hate me for this. Um but I, I, the, the, 
the touch of Bala should have been sunset if it was sunset you don't have to nerf it they should have sunset sleeper they should have sunset Izanagi's instead they're nerfed so it's actually easier for me to argue for sunsetting exotics than any other weapon because they nerf exotics more than any other weapon and so it's like it is essentially sunset anyway look how many exotics do you never use and never touch it just I it, I would much rather have very very strong exotics and you go into garden of salvation anytime you want to go back into garden you know Izanagi's is king but Izanagi's doesn't ruin future raids but instead what do they do they nerf it they nerfed uh, sleeper they nerfed whisper they nerfed whisper whisper's not what it once was it still works they didn't they didn't destroy it but do you see my point like I don't know. I know people hear this and they think it's crazy, but the more you really analyze how many exotics actually get rotated and used and how many exotics don't get used because they have been sunset, it's more disrespectful to an exotic to nerf it than to sunset it. You can write that down. You can quote me to the New Yorker on that one. You put me in the newspaper. It's more disrespectful to nerf exotics than to sunset them. If you want exotics to land and truly be nuts and worth using and crazy, think about all the primaries that just aren't worth using. Again, you got to be careful. You don't want to completely destroy Crucible, but I think there's plenty of things they could do with exotics to make them insane in PvE and then put it out to pasture a year later. It's still... And you can still go into strikes and have fun with it. Right now, I want... I wish I could go in to content that isn't endgame with a sleeper. I don't care if it's sunset. I don't care if it's sunset. I could go whenever I was running strikes or other content and solar was on, I could be running my sleeper. Not to mention balance them differently, which they started doing with things like hard light. It's really hard for them to balance one in, uh, balance it in PvE and PvP. They've gone into detail about this in the past. You kind of have to read through the breadcrumbs from like Hamrick and others. When they make a weapon weaker in Crucible, but they don't touch it in PvE, they actually have to do that at the enemy level. They go to the enemies, and they make them take more damage from the weapon to make up for the nerf. It's super freaking convoluted. That's why they don't do it that often. So they can actually adjust how much damage an item or an enemy takes from a weapon. So a good example of this is the lanterns in Leviathan. The lanterns were taking too much damage from Wardcliff. They didn't need to nerf Wardcliff. They adjusted what the lanterns, how much damage they received. Recently, they did this on a grand scale when they lowered critical multipliers against majors... Uh, uh, miners and majors they lowered critical multipliers on all primaries so they can adjust how much damage enemies take from an item so whenever Bungie goes oh we have to nerf this in crucible ricochet ra- rounds on hard light they actually have to make the enemies take more damage from it to make up the difference so th- they don't like doing it because Hamrick described it once as like It's a shared sandbox and a shared world. So there's no like damage knob on a weapon to be like, hey, more PvE damage, less crucible damage. There aren't like individual knobs. So the minute they mess with the weapon's damage output, they need to then go adjust what it does in PvE at the enemy level. So they don't like doing it. 
They have been doing it more, to their credit. I love that they do it. They did it very infrequently in D1, like whenever they buffed shotguns in PvE. I remember getting my sword breaker out and being thrilled, and I ran it in Challenge of Elders. Because for the longest time, shotguns were weak in PvE because they had gone through a a nerve. Now, you can call it stupid. You can say that's terrible. This is why we're. <laughs> this is why so many of us call for a new engine, <laughs> outdated engine, outdated dev tools. This is just. It's a. This is a cement truck. Destiny is a cement truck, and the modern agility of engines and games and servers and updates. It needs to be more like a go kart, <laughs> and it's a cement truck. It's just really, really hard to tr- to get it to make sharp turns and adjustments. It is a freaking cement truck. <laughs> so. We would love to see it in a new engine. We'd love to see dedicated servers because that would alleviate so much of what we talked about today. It simply isn't in the cards right now. Um, Xmas says, What about old activities like forges? Those activities will be worthless, so the loot pools will need to be refreshed. With their limited bandwidth, how are they supposed to refresh loot pools for Reckoning, Forges, Menagerie, ETC? Well, the first thing I want to say to you is they don't need to do this at the all at the exact same time. It's not like, oh, September hits and here's a bunch of new content, new guns, new stuff to do. Oh, and we also have to make sure we refresh any activity that now has sunset loot. They don't have to do that. They can wait. They can do it as they go. So they could say, all right, well, as someone in chat saying, they could stagger it. All right, hey, winter season, we're going to refresh, um, do it in order, right? We're going to refresh the forges. Ada's guns. We'll bring a couple of them back. They're doing that now, right? They bring back Uriel's gift. They bring back, you know, Dire Promise. They, they will quote unquote reissue, and when they reissue, there'll be there'll be new perks. And that to me is much better. Think of the criticism I gave when they brought back the old fashioned. I was like, yay, the old fashioned. No way to grind for it. No way to grind for it. Yay, the dire promise. No way to grind for it. So in this scenario, they could say, let's reissue guns in an activity where you can target it, and that's significantly better. Maybe they could even go farther than just even her forge weapons. They could bring back, like, I don't know, the Galliard, and give it some really cool rolls, because that one, you you couldn't grind for that one either. I think what that does, and this is something I've been advocating for the longest time, and people always give me crap, like, I'm pro reskin. The way to make seasons feel like they have more going on is to say, Welcome to the winter season. In the winter season, we have this new element going on with the story, new activity, new gear to grind. Oh, and this activity in Loot Pool over here has has been reinvigorated. It's, it's, you know, it's free. Next week, we'll share more changes coming with how you earn rewards in Season 11. Some of you uh, know what a world loot pool is. Many of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry, we'll talk next week. That's very promising. Apparently, that was at the end of the TWAB. Thank you, Wheezy. So, I'm 100% okay with this. This puts pressure on Bungie to say, we can't leave these activities derelict. Also, I want to push back a little bit on what you're saying. Reckoning and the Forges and the Menagerie loot pools are not worthless. They're just no longer infusible after a certain point. I know that's like, well, why would I go and spend a bunch of time grinding for a gun I can't take into the end game? And I think that's a fair made point. 
But again, I think that puts pressure on Bungie to say, we need to revitalize and reissue some of these weapons. And if anything, it gives them cause to do it. Up to now, it's like, they would have just randomly been like, hey, random rolls in Escalation Protocol. You know what I mean? If they fold under the pressure and entirely miss the mark, where does that leave everyone? That's one of those "what's going to happen if Bungie fails" questions. I, I don't, I don't know. I trust Luke Smith for a handful of reasons, and people are tired of me saying this, but like his director's cut and the vision he casts for the game is is a game that I want to play, and so I trust that when he's going to do a painful and unpopular decision like this, he has got something in his pocket that he knows is going to land well. He tweets and says, we're not prepared. You know, they talk about how the summer is going to be like no other time in Destiny. They're making a giant, giant... I mean, they are na- they are nailing the weapon system. They're, na- they're just, bam, they're hitting it. I just feel like something's... They're cooking up something good. This is housekeeping. Why trust him after the Felwinter's quest? A buggy and bad quest doesn't mean that Luke Smith is bad at the direction of the company. If you look at his director's cuts and the most recent director's cuts and his goals for year four, a buggy quest doesn't mean that he has bad he has bad leadership or bad vision casting for destiny. It means somebody screwed up. You can't micromanage everything they deliver. Gilda Wise. Would removing light level from weapons be an interesting twist on the whole sunsetting situation? Maybe they could sunset via proper seasons instead of making the number. I have argued for I have argued for slot leveling for quite some time, and now more than ever, I think it would be a time it would be time to do it. Um, if you had the opportunity to read Doc's uh, or, or Doc Buford's article on Destiny Two, no, I have not. Wexlow. Weapons are cool, armor eh. How do you think the new focusing Ingram will make the grind towards the perfect armor set less of a pain? Well, something people are glossing over is a previous TWAB the week before where they said every season will have an aspirational armor pursuit. So you will, every season, be equipped with the with a way of grinding for really good stat gear. So if they're doing that literally every month, then I don't know if you can say, oh, it's too hard for me to get my my armor pieces, you know, back again. Now, obviously, intentionality has to be there. If they make it really, really hard for you to get, you know, armor, it takes you forever to get the set that you need or the piece that you need, well, then it can't be too painful. I would say this about armor. Bungie needs to remember we're grinding for stats, so generosity isn't going to hurt anything. We're grinding for stats. If I'm grinding for a mobility stat lean on a piece of hunter gear, you can be super generous. It's going to take a while for me to get the stat lean that I want. Oh, this one's high mobility. Oh, but it killed my recovery. I'm going to keep going. The number of variables on those stats, there's too many generosity is not the devil so and that's why i said earlier in the discussion i said i i I was uh talking to drewski i said if i agree with you they've got to be careful here if they empower you to have more intentionality and lower those layers of rng then this won't feel as painful it will feel more like okay Oh, I gotta get a new piece, man. I need a new, I need, I need a new helmet, or I need new this or whatever, because this stuff's gonna get sunset. 
if they've empowered you to replace that gear in a way that doesn't feel like it's going to take you literal months, then it should be a harmonious system. And the reason I can make some of these sort of presumptions, Bungie continues to give us more intentionality for loot pursuit. They're continuing to evolve that idea. I mean, look at the Empyrean Restoration for Frick's sake. Like, that was dumb. That was too much generosity and intentionality. But you can definitely see they're experimenting with turning both of those dials. There's two dials, right? Intentionality is you controlling what you get. Generosity is controlling how often you get it. And if they if they seem way more comfortable turning those dials. I currently spend up to like four to six months in some cases a year for a weapon. Well, I would think in Empyrean Restoration, that was you. You if did you did you set your sights on anything during that time, or did you not do that? Because I, I, I cannot. I got uh, the, the amount of weapons I got was stupid. I got so many shotguns that were like almost identical by the end. I was going for a particular role, and I had like four to choose between. It was stupid. Jack Queen King. How long did it take you? Would you guess to get your Jack Queen King once Empyrean Restoration was going, or did you get it before that? That would that that because th- that to me is the real ticket. It's the real ticket. If they're too generous and it's too intentional, you basically would get your God roll like day one, and that you don't want that. You don't want to like cheapen the grind, but you don't want the grind to stretch the rubber band of tolerance. If the game ever reaches the point like Diablo where it's no longer, I finally got the drop and instead I keep getting a drop, uh, I need better, I keep getting the drop, I need better versions. I think we're in the best version of the game. That's my hope for season 12. Right. Didn't get perfect, something I'm happy with. Took, I think, a few days of spamming bounties. Right. So spamming bounties is a ditch I don't want to fall in. And taking four months to finally get the mindbenders roll you want is another ditch we can't fall in. We gotta get in the middle where intentionally and generosity are good, but, but, but it can't be bounty spamming in the tower. And it also can't be, oh my gosh, it took me four months. They've got to, they've got to get in the middle there. They really, really do. And that's where nightfalls are touchy because nightfalls rotate, you know? They rotate. So if you miss it or don't get it, you got to wait a long friggin' time before it comes back around again. So nightfall specific stuff is, I think, a challenge. Uh, with respect to that the accessibility just isn't there and I like rhythmic urgency Ooh, it's the nightfall this week I need to try to get XYZ to drop but that can be that can be um, a less loved value point when sun setting is active uh erd something if Bungie doesn't go through with weapon retirement what's the solution to power creep well, there's. I'm not going to spend time on this. They're going to do this. I, there is no answer to power creep. The answer to power creep is infinite side grades, and I think we're exhausting how many side grades they can do. Now, there's there's disagreement on that. There are, there are folks that think no, you can keep doing side grades for forever. I happen to think that side grades aren't good enough to warrant lots of grind, and I also think they're really running out of ideas for side grades. Um, so, flying flip flop. 
what is your feeling on the sunsetting of armor considering how hard it is a target i already answered this just a little bit ago it sounds like we're going to have a lot more intentionality over armor pursuit from the redacted engram to the seasonal uh aspirational armor pursuit i think you're gonna i think i think they're hearing us on that it's been they even said specifically in the twab we haven't done a good job empowering you to chase armor in so many words they said that so uh, Waka. As a new player, I already feel that there's a huge learning curve with the game. Thoughts on how this new system will help new players, maybe new light players? Uh, new players, more casual players, or less experienced players will be unaffected by uh, sunsetting. You won't even know what's going on. The only people that will notice it are people that go into the end game, which that to me is not a new light player or an inexperienced player or a casual player. They will be unaffected by sunsetting. It, it, won't, it won't have any effect on them. Now, if they are a casual player and they love to hit max level, they might wonder why certain items don't go up as high, but it literally says on the item, it's maximum infusion is, and it, and it has the number. So it's not going to be hard to figure out like, oh, this is an older piece of gear. This gear can no longer be infused up. I also think Bungie can't really legislate to like new light players that might be confused by a feature that makes sense. Like certain gear in certain games just doesn't go as high as others zero skill what issues would there be disabling power level in pvp activities wouldn't that fix most of the problems this gets complicated because there's so many threads to this okay they want power enabled in iron banner and trials for a handful of reasons it's end game it's aspirational it gives you as a pvp player a sense of i've progressed i'm now strong enough or high enough level to be in the end game version of trials Okay, that's like bottom rung reason. Second rung reason would be they want to be able to sunset gear. I think more than Iron Banner, they want to be able to sunset gear out of trials. It's just a desire that they have for the same people. I'm sorry, for the same reason that they need to sunset gear in PvE so when a new raid launches, it's like, oh, there's a hierarchy of gear, there's best-in-class gear in the raid, and my old best-in-class stuff, it's too old, I need to go get new raid stuff, right? Same thing with Trials. Once a year, you're going to be like, okay, here's new Trials guns, and the reason to chase it is they're truly best-in-class. If they're just side grades, it starts to really dilute the idea of it being aspirational content. Aspirational content. Man, these guys over here are going into raids and they're getting amazing stuff. They're getting all this dope stuff. And all we're getting in trials are side grades. It starts to water down and dilute the idea of like, why go into aspirational content? We're doing that right now by, to be fair, every time a new raid comes out, I end up saying the same dadgum thing. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't worth it. Why am I running a raid to get guns that are equal to the guns I already have? That's what that that's a side grade English oat cake. It's a lateral upgrade. It's a oh, it's a new hand cannon and it's it's virtually interchangeable with my hand cannon. Now, now now Drewski was good to point out earlier that sometimes side grades those marginal differences have a huge impact in Crucible. I don't know how much that translates to everybody. I don't know how much they sense that unless they're hyper aware the way that like he is and some of the other guys that come over the perks. Those marginal differences on perks aren't felt as as pronounced in PvE. I, I think he's right. 
I just, from my perspective, when I look at aspirational content, I'm like, those guns better be dadgum awesome. And if it's just a side grade and it's it's so, so close to being equal to something I already have, it doesn't feel worth the time and the effort. It feels, it feels dissonant. The effort to get it doesn't seem in line with the value that I'm receiving. It's like, I already have this. That's that was the big big thing when I was on fire team chat after during season of dawn and Destin was like why chase any of these weapons I already have weapons that are just as good as any of these weapons I already have a bunch of god rolls right and he was in good good company saying that a lot of people were saying that so that's why power level is a is if you take power level advantage out of trials it's attached to every that's a whole like spider web of argumentation and reasoning that I just gave you. And if you take level advantaging out of trials, you just dismantle all of everything I just said and all that stuff just starts to break down. Why, why go run trials? Why try to go flawless, right? All that starts to break down. Infinite side grades with less grind. And by that, I mean, make grinding more fun. Make it a lot lower. It's not sunsetting. Well, sure, but that's, I don't know if that jives with aspirational content. So also come over again. I think Bungie needs to explain perks much better. Right. It's a fully orbed position from Drewski. Drewski's also saying they just don't do a good job explaining perks. So if they did infinite side grades in trials, make, make it clear why this hand cannon is different than this hand cannon. What's the actual fundamental difference? Sure, you could argue their lethality is essentially identical, but player behavior and preference might dictate that the new one's better or whatever. I could definitely see it from that angle. If they did a better job with more distinct perks, better descriptions of the perks, a reason to know, like, what am I actually chasing? I would still kind of fall back on, man, that seems kind of niche. I really feel like it needs to be, they need to be like God to your best in class. And I, I think you just run out of room. You just run out of room if you're constantly trying to keep things best in class uh, without power creep. It gets, cl- it just gets real, real uh, bloated. You know, pruning. I think pruning is necessary. Everything starts to just choke itself. Uh, Doctor Genade. By looking at the chart, uh, our last wish in Guardian uh, in Garden, the only two raids that have weapon pools we can still infuse. Yes, they, but. They're, they're still going to have a level cap. We just don't know what it is. If so, why aren't the other raid loot pools being included? Also, what about menagerie uh, weapons? Um, okay, so menagerie's too old uh, to be included. So that's the answer to that. To the other parts of your question, I think they are giving Garden of Salvation and Last Wish a pass because they're part of the new system. They have the random rolls and they fill in some pretty good gaps. Um, age-old bond and reckless oracle right as I scroll down through here like they're filling in some gaps you know you got a bow gap fill you got a fusion that's not really a gap fill there Uh, it fills in a rapid fusion gap it fills in uh, an archetype gap on hand cannons it fills in the pulse gap you would have no kinetic pulses you get sacred and chattering so it fills that gap uh, fills in one scout gap. I am doing this on the fly, so if I miss any, don't don't scold me in chat. Uh, rapid fire, kinetic sniper gap is filled. It could be for gap fills, you know. It could be for gap fills. Um, Crown of Sorrow should have a pass as well. Yeah, you're right. I don't actually know. 
those in particular, maybe they have plans for the other raids that they don't have for this. Maybe there's going to be a reissuing of those weapons, like we've speculated an Age of Triumph kind of a thing, and maybe that's why they're saving it and holding it in their back pocket. It's possible. It's very, very possible that that's their goal, is to say, well, we're going to do an Age of Triumph thing later on down the line and reissue those weapons with a bunch of new stuff, and so maybe that's why they're not... They're not uh, they're not doing that right now. Aaron Kill. Retiring armor raises two big problems. Master working multiple sets across three characters remains prohibitively expensive, and we have no agency on stat distribution. Okay, so I've already addressed the concern about um, about armor chase. It feels like they're going to give us an increase, uh, an increase in in the ability to do that. To your other question about cost of upgrade. Uh, this is a valid question that they need to acknowledge and address. You know, now it's only every 12 months, so the currency required on a piece of armor, and then that armor being viable for 12 months, maybe less, maybe less, let's just say 10, because it might take you some time to get them all up. Um, that, to me, seems like a really long time. That's a, that's a long time. That's that, that's two and a half, three seasons worth of time. So, to me, it's like, well, eventually, how do you get people to shuffle forward? How do you get people to shuffle forward and, and, and use new new armor? How? With with without sunsetting. Listen, the minute they announced Armor 2.0, I told you guys this was going to be a problem. This is not an I told you so, but this is not this is not a um oh they should just let us use our armor for forever as soon as they outlined armor 2.0 i was like that sounds like a scalability problem i'm gonna get a god roll set of armor why would i ever take it off why i literally have a powerful friends build on my hunter nine second cooldown stupid strong build why would i ever take that armor off i don't feel like i need to so and I know people look at that and they're like, but I invested so much time getting it, then so much time leveling it up. I would just continue to say that the only way they can motivate you to chase new armor is to do this. Armor is now like a gun. It can, It's going to have power creep. Same situation. It's the same situation. They're adding so much power and, and, and so much influence on armor that it it's it's like a gun it's like it, you can it does so much to your loadout powerful friends 9 second cooldown dodge like how often guys can get their barrier back in 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 as a titan oh it's it's absurd it is absurd what you can do and it's like the, the and then you introduce power creep well how do you get people to stop using powerful friends well introduce stronger mods well, <laughs> Now, some people are like, well, why not uh, sunset the mods? So I've invested all this time in the armor. Why not sunset the mods? You're chopping the loot motivation in half, though. If there's never any reason, if they soften the blow so much that there's never a reason to take off any of your god roll armor, there's so much loot that just gets... It's just like that. those loot pursuits are completely invalidated. Why would I ever, ever, ever go for any of this stuff? Why? 
it, it, I already have the god roll. What did Milky say? The reason you go away from god to your armor stats is because new sets come out with superior, uniquely benef- uh, beneficial perks. Set perks are the only way armor matters in the long run. Even then, what kind of set perks are you going to add that doesn't introduce power creep? What what set perk are you going to introduce that's better than 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 powerful friends? What? And then how do you unseat that? Now, set perks might help with like raid armor, but outside of raid armor, I don't know. It's like I don't know. We've talked about this a lot. And I feel like if they don't go to set bonuses and they just keep trotting out really cool mods, you're going to have power creep in the mods. If they go to set bonuses, then I'm going to have what? A different set for every activity? We don't even we don't even have that. We don't even have that. Give me one second. Sorry. My nose is driving me crazy. We don't have a system that allows for that many loadouts, like a, p- a pair of armor, uh, you know, a set of armor for every planet, a set of, a set of armor for every activity. I just don't think the game it, it can support that. I would love a loadout system. I would. I would love a loadout system. But you're creating a horse of a different color. Oh, it's so expensive, Lono. I have to get new armor, a new armor piece every year. Come on, man. That's just too expensive. Well, wait a minute. The, not having intrinsic set bonuses on raid gear, having raid mods instead, softens that blow so you can have your god set of armor for the whole year and just swap the mods out according to the activity, okay? If instead they did set bonuses where I had to get a set of armor for every activity or planet, it's now just a horse of a different color. That's ridiculously expensive. I'm going to have seven sets of armor or five or six or three or whatever for every class. That's going to cost a bunch too. It's the same. It's the same problem. For me to get all the set bonuses and get to a place where I feel like I have an armor set every single time... Well, then every single every single time they're 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 doing that, you've got a new set that I have to grind for and masterwork all the way up. What every season, every raid, every new activity, don't you see? It's the exact same problem. It's a whole new armor set that if you want to get the benefits of the perks, you got to get it. You got to you got to get the right stats, you got to grind for good stats and you got to level it all the way up. You haven't solved the problem you're 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 complaining about. You're complaining about once a year having to get new armor pieces, level them up uh, and get good stats. If you introduced set bonuses and set perks and intrinsic perks, the only way you get those perks and take advantage of them is to grind for new armor and level it up, which is the exact same problem that we've just outlined with an annual sunsetting. So, um, yes, meant to text. They started today. Two weeks. Sorry, the, um... I've got the sound company that's going to come and do the sound dampening in the studio, and the drywallers just got there today. So the drywallers have to finish before the audio company can come in with the sound dampening. So I have to move on. We're spending too much time on each question, so I have to move on. It's been good discussion, though, but I, we, we're, we're spending too much time 
on each individual question. Radical, how confident are you between summer and fall the blank spots in the viable uh, archetypes will be addressed? I am more confident in September than in the summer, and I'll tell you why. A lot of folks have used the quotation about limited bandwidth with respect to trials weapons. Well, we gave you trials weapons, so we couldn't do ritual weapons, which sounds like, okay, every that means when you do a season, you know, you can only give us so many weapons, and um, when that happens, you know, people are worried about gap filling. They're like, well, their bandwidth is limited, so they're not going to be able to give us enough weapons. The reason, okay, the reason that I'm super confident in September is, I think this is a safe assumption. I believe it is safe to assume way more people are working on the annual expansion. And not only way more people are working on it, but they always give us a whole lot more in, a whole lot more in, uh, in the annual expansions. So acting like that's an eternal axiom, like what Dylan said about Season of the Worthy is not true all the time. This season just feels so thin, so skeleton crew thin. I don't think we can use this season as an example of like, there's no way they're going to fill in the archetypal gaps. I think September is going to be beefy. I really do. I think the quantitative addition of guns and armor and all that, I think it's going to be pretty beefy. There's you can't pull the trigger on this and not fill in the gaps. It just doesn't work. Like if they do this, if they thin out the loophole this much and they don't have a good plan for September, all the complaints people have are going to come crashing down. Look at how many gaps there are. Look at how little loot there is that can actually be taken into the end game. And I think Luke Smith's very confident, or he wouldn't have pulled the trigger on this. I believe that these TWABs, as I've said many times, are housekeeping. And then when they start marketing and start talking about September, I think it'll all start to make sense. Like, the minute we saw Armor 2.0, we we didn't even question. Like, we just started pruning our armor. $2 from Portante. Shadowkeep had over two times less weapons than Rise of Iron. If there isn't like a hundred new guns, it's a flop. Yeah, but Portante, the biggest problem with that argumentation is all the weapons that got it added in Rise of Iron, most of those were vendor weapons, and every vendor had like one endgame viable weapon. You weren't taking any of the weapons from New Monarchy. There was one weapon from, I think, Future War Cult and one weapon from Dead Orbit that were endgame viable. Everything else was endgame just trash. Trash. everybody always wants to address the quantity at that time but it was so much of it was bad you would go to the vendor and be like I'm not going to use any of this now when they even when they started even when they started rotating the god rolls in the tower most of the vendor items were absolute garbage they were not worth using in the end game bad is an opinion but if if they're adding guns that nobody's using in the end game then what are you concerned about if you're concerned about end game viability that's what this listen listen no it's not an opinion t-funk this chart is showing us what will be end game viable in september and that's the measure that i'm using 
if you're gonna look at this chart, like look at how little is gonna be end game viable. They better put like a hundred guns in, or it's an absolute flop. Well, wait, hang on a minute. Rise of Iron, if you added up all the guns that were truly endgame viable, like actually efficient at what they're supposed to do, which, that's a mathematical thing. You can measure the efficiency of a weapon. I gotta move on. We're gonna go down the rabbit hole of like D1 not being as good as people remember it, and I don't want to do that. Uh, Silent Death with four months, eight months from OP Mark, Matt with two months, three months from Jakesy, Sean OB with three months. Um... Uh, Milo. Will Bungie have to remove champions from the game or not limit champion mods because sunsetting is effect? Only having a very limited amount of weapons as shown on the chart will make champions hard to deal with. Well, yeah. Because if champions, if champions are in the end game, if champions are in the end game, then you have to loosen up where they can be put, where the champion mods can be put. Right? Where are you going to put them? I, you know, like, I, I oh, you can only put them on these weapons this season. I think they need to loosen up champion modifiers big time. Just any primary can use them. Any can use them. Seven months from Justin M. Thank you. Uh, Kiba. With the way infusion is changing, is slot leveling no longer a possibility? It doesn't seem like they're going to be open to infusion going away. I still think slot leveling would work with sunsetting. I don't think that they're at odds with each other. But what are you gonna do? Uh, I can't. I can't get everything I want. <laughs> Streamers ruined the game. Uh, how do you feel about the community manager saying that they will be reissuing sunset weapons later on? I feel like this is due to limited amount of items they can make a season. You feel this way because you didn't read his entire statement, or you choose to omit his entire statement. He talked about how they want to do two things. They don't want to take everything completely away from you and just leave things in the dustbin. They like a lot of the weapons to either be around or be grindable again. You know what I'm saying? It's both. They want to add new stuff, but they also like a lot of the stuff that's in the game, and so do we. It's both and. It's like people that are like philosophically opposed to returning exotics. They're cool. They want to make new exotics, but they like bringing some of the old ones back too. It's both. Largo. If they allow the elements to be changed on weapons, should it be costly like armor elemental affinity or cheap like changing weapon mods? I think it's so different, Largo. If you're going to let me, you know, change the elements on a, on a weapon, that's not quite the same as changing elemental affinity because elemental affinity has so much attached to it it has you're basically giving yourself another piece of armor that can then use all those mods elemental affinity i'm sorry the element on a gun is literally you can pop arc shields now like that's it that's all it does that's why anytime anybody ever told me like bringing back true elemental primaries will trivialize content well i'm laughing in osmosis okay because the osmosis perk has proven that that's just not true (laughs) Having an element on your kinetic weapon has not trivialized any of the endgame content. It hasn't trivialized match game, like, at all. It, it, bring, I, I would say, bring that back. The minute you can change the element on any primary, by the way, not just kinetics, I think, I, I'm sorry, not just elementals, I think kinetics should have an element on them. The minute you do that, this chart is has a whole lot more depth on it immediately. 
because now all of a sudden my summoner can have all three elements my reckless oracle can have all three elements that's that's a that's a huge win uh blaring knight did you did you think the way uh, they'll combat the vacancies with the new gun engram that will bring back old seasonal weapons or they be capped the season they released? Well, the reissuing of weapons could be one of the ways they fit they gap fill uh, they gap fill here. They haven't said what they're going to do about that. They have not spoken to archetypal vacancies, but it is clearly something they need to address because there are some big gaps on here that Bungie can't just ignore. They, they don't have a great track record with respect to this. Sometimes it takes them a very, very long time to add a particular weapon type to the game. Um, that seems extre- uh, dis- ex- uh, slightly disingenuous because osmosis requires you to proc it. No, 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 Chulu. Anytime people argued with me about elemental primaries, they said if you could have all three elements, that would... That would completely invalidate match game and trivialize end game content. That is what they said. That's what they said. I'm I'm engaging with that argument. That's not true. If if I can have Void Arc and Solar on all three weapons, it does not trivialize content or completely invalidate matchmaking. It's garbage. That's a gar. It's not even a true position. And hard light exists. I can literally hold down the X button and have any element I want whenever I want. Borealis is where as well. It just makes you use shard kinetic primaries. No, because kinetic primaries are still superior primaries. They get a better critical multiplier. I say they need to remove that entirely. It's Chulu now? Oh, Thulu. Sorry. I never know how to say that. Is it Chatulu? Tulu? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. I always see that and I'm like, I'm not from that world. I don't know how to pronounce that. Everybody always has the shirts and the, 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 their avatars and I'm, I never know how to pronounce it. Um, it's Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Got it. All right, Cthulhu. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what will happen to Comp? Comp will be full of the new recluses because sunsetting will give Bungie a reason uh, uh, to not balance a sandbox. I, this is another just, just absolutely awful take. They're not going to do this. Okay. I know Bungie makes decisions about balancing that is sometimes bewildering. Like, why does Antius Wards exist? Okay? But, they're not gonna say, hey, we're doing sunsetting now, so the Crucible is just a mess. Like, they're not gonna do that. (laughs) They're not gonna destroy balance just because of sunsetting. Sunsetting is enabling them to give out best-in-class weapons. And... When Andrew Hops enumerated their desire to make more recluses, do you know what he said? He talked about how it crapped on everything in PvE. He didn't even mention PvP. Why? Because they don't want to make weapons that just crap all over the Crucible and make it unenjoyable. They're not going to do that. They simply aren't going to do that. There still needs to be a baseline of balance. They can't destroy Crucible and be like, yeah, well, it's sunset, so trials will be balanced. Like, they're not gonna they're not gonna do that. I simply don't think they're going to just turn their back on the crucible and be like, why are you guys complaining? We added sunsetting. 
Bazooka Ruga. I agree with powerful armor mods being sunset, but I dislike my high set armor being sunset because of the infusion cost. We already dealt with this question. Oblet. How are you going to keep old activities? How are we going to keep old activities relevant if you stop making the weapons? Already answered this question as well. Why do you think this is so hard for people to understand weapon sunsetting? Even some of my well informed friends struggle with understanding its benefits, so they fall back on complaints. I know it's kind of a generic, almost hallmark platitude, but people just don't like change. They really don't. If you could get people to calm down and really analyze loot saturation compared to vault saturation, like how much stuff literally hasn't moved, they would slowly see that like they're they're protecting and getting angry about something that has literally just sat in the vault for a year or more so and but nobody likes change nobody likes to be like listen i remember when armor 2 came out 2.0 came out and i was like deleting armor it felt kind of weird i was like man i'm just deleting stuff like crazy sunk cost fallacy i that sounds right i would need that maybe a little bit more spelled out before i agreed with it like I was like, man, I'm just deleting my stuff hand over fist. It felt weird. People don't like change. If they are removing the seasonal armor mod slot, do you think that sunsetting armor will be a good thing or does it make sense? They're not removing the seasonal mod slot. The mod slot will be now yearly viable. So if you get a piece of armor in September, winter, spring, or summer, it can use mods from that entire year. Or, yeah... I don't know how they do that with the summer, though. I think it can use mods for, like, the next 12 months. So it's like a rolling calendar whenever it whenever it drops. Um, FS Captain, What are your thoughts on weapon quests after the sunset? Uh, some of the usual quest steps, like resetting Valor, need to be dialed back due to sunset. So if I'm, I'm having to create argumentation that's not here it sounds like you're saying it takes too long to get certain items if I'm going to get the item and then it's going to be sunset the quest shouldn't be long I actually believe it's it's somewhat fallacious to say I it took a long time to get it and therefore it shouldn't be sunset it's the same argumentation that people made about nerfing the recluse right they said I grinded a long time for it. You can't nerf it. You shouldn't nerf it. It took me a long time to grind for it. Well, you can't sacrifice balance on the altar of quantitative grind value perception, right? Well, I put in X amount of grind. Therefore, my perception of how much value that should be derived from that, you can never, ever nerf what I what I, what I grinded for. You can never sunset something that took a long time to get, right? That's not what he said. Read the question. What are your thoughts on weapon quests after the sunset? Do some of the usual quest steps like resetting Valor need to be dialed back due to sunset? Does he mean after sunsetting hits the weapon or after sunsetting gets added to the game? If you mean should the quest be weakened after the weapon's been sunset, that's different. That's different. Okay, now I understand. I thought he was saying after they add sunsetting, should these quests be shortened? Okay. So, when you get to the 13th month, 
after the weapon's been out and it's now been sunset should the quest get nerfed sure yeah I, I can get behind that if suddenly there's a hand cannon that you you know it was a it was a pursuit weapon it took you a really long time to get and it was really crazy once it's sunset yeah I could see them nerfing the quest talking about Redrick's Claymore Broadsword. The gun's now been sunset. The gun has obtained in the comp playlist after resetting Valor like seven times. Okay, okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. LOL, your wife is right. No, 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 no. You could read this either way. He said, what are your thoughts on weapon quest after the sunset? I thought he meant like after the sunset, like after they add sunsetting to the game. I didn't understand he meant like after a weapon has been sunset, it was just not phrased in a way. I just didn't get what he meant. Uh, Ecal. What would your stance be if Bungie uses elemental vacancies to make you switch up your loadouts? Currently, Bungie balances weapon usage by champion mod availability. I, this is too spec. I, I don't know if that's why they're doing it. Um, so I'm going to skip. How many year two weapons are air defining versus year three weapons? I don't have an answer for you. Too broad. I don't have the entire game's Rolodex of guns in my brain. There is some criticism that the proposed system is too aggressive uh, for seasons to be sunset. What is your stance on this? The rate of sunsetting too aggressive, not aggressive enough. Yeah. Cammy was the one that said this to me on Twitter. He thought it was too aggressive. I don't, I, I think that's, with respect to Cammy, I think that's hyperbolic. 12 months is not aggressive. Tr- like, Taken King sunsetting was aggressive. They were like, hey, all your stuff, it's not even usable. <laughs> that was aggressive, right? That was pretty aggressive. This is like, hey, your gun is now 11 months old. You can no longer infuse it. That's it. They're not, they're not, like in Taken King, you literally left behind a year's worth of stuff. It's gone right in this it's so so nuanced 12 months later the weapon can't be infused which means it's not viable in the smallest slice of the game to call that aggressive just to me it just feels hyperbolic and overstated that's a long time to use guns in a loot based game other games are doing these sorts of like resets and move forwards on loot a whole lot more often than once a year Um, and I also think I also think it might feel aggressive when you look at your loot now if they soften RNG levels and give you a little bit more intentionality and give you a little bit more generosity so that it doesn't take you four months to get the mindbenders then maybe it won't feel aggressive i'm not going to tell him how to feel if it feels aggressive that maybe that's why it only took four months to get the freaking thing but if it takes you two weeks of hardcore grinding to get it right drewski says intentionality solves that quite a bit right so i could see it feeling aggressive because the time you put in okay when i zoom out and i disconnect my emotion from it and just look at the structure of the game i'm like man that is not aggressive at all that's not that extreme. But you pour in all that time and all that passion into a build and you finally get it to where it's done and then 12 months later they're like, oh yeah, you that gun's that gun. Less than 12 months if the grind takes too long. Um, 
so I feel like I need to make a video about Destiny's loot intentionality and generosity. I have always been a big proponent of more generosity and more intentionality. They are not the enemy of engagement. They are the promoter of engagement. Double drops in the Warden's Law Nightfall. Everybody went and ran it, right? When Menagerie was glitched, everybody went and ran it. Look at how stupid people were during (laughs) Empyrean Restoration. We all stood in the tower and just cashed in bounties like a bunch of weirdos. Why? Generosity. Generosity is not, is not the enemy of engagement. It's the promoter of it. Now, too much intentionality... I think is dangerous because then it just feels very transactional. It's like it took me an afternoon to get the god roll. Intentionality and generosity have got to be juggled properly so that you don't trivialize loot pursuit. You can really trivialize loot pursuit if you make it way too easy to get. Then it's kind of like remember how I remember how I said that it, I can give you a weapon that's technically powerful and you run around and one shot everything. And you're like, yeah, but it doesn't feel powerful. Why? Well, because it, it, everything is, ev- nothing feels like it's a challenge, and therefore there's no context for it to feel powerful. I don't think a weapon would feel good or awesome if it's too easy to get. Technically, it could be better than other weapons you have. On paper, technically, it could be a better weapon. But if there is no pursuit to get it, it doesn't feel like a trophy. It feels like a handout. It doesn't feel like an earned reward. It feels like they just handed it to you. So they got to be real, real careful with intentionality and generosity. But I do think because of sunsetting, they have a very, very good argument to say we can be, we can afford to be more generous and give players more control over targeted farming because with sunsetting, you don't want to have a player getting four months in and finally getting the drop they want. That's too long. Now you're stretching that rubber band. Um, so, well, and sometimes that's going to happen. Like somebody's referencing that, you know, a waking vigil grind for the absolute perfect role. Sometimes your level of persnickety-ness is not an indictment of the game's generosity or intentionality if you're going to go so specific I want this barrel, this perk this and it gets to the point where mathematically like mathematically you have to admit the likelihood of me getting the absolute perfect roll is low so (laughs) that's where I think it gets, that's where like the rub is like well sure targeted farming and generosity are important but like when you're going to be that persnickety, you're, you're kind of self-imposing a longer grind by saying, well, it's almost perfect. I wanted this site or this barrel instead. RNG upon RNG can't help intentionality. Right, that's why I said we should be able to change the masterwork of a gun now. Just remove one layer of the RNG I think would help. Guido shot first says uh once the growing pains of sunsetting have passed what direction do you feel bungie should take with the sandbox what aspect do you have their sights on this is too generic i'm sorry i had to skip I, I i don't have like a sandbox wish that i hope that they do other than i'll say rocket launchers suck and so do scouts 
Do you think that due to Last Wish being exempt from sunsetting for now means we will be re- resolving the curse in the Dreaming City? That's just, I have zero clue. I'm skipping questions like that. There's no way for me to know what they're doing with that. Uh, I am for sunsetting weapons, but Bungie has not done a good job introducing weapons in different archetypes. Do you think Bungie can make enough weapons to offer proper placements? This is one of those complaint yes or no questions that just I don't have a good answer for. You're just asking me, do you think they can give enough weapons to replacements? I, I have no idea. I think September's going to be beefy. That's about all I can say. Um, Aaron, since most of the ritual weapons are getting sunset, uh, you think that they should bring back the ritual weapon grinds or just keep them away? They're bringing back the grinds and they're calling them something else. They're calling them pursuit weapons. Um... They're calling them pursuit weapons, and you can grind for them in Crucible or in PvE, one per season. We'll wait and see how good they are. Um, D4 Niken. New powerful weapons that Bungie creates for endgame will always be viable in raids and might break... Uh, Milky, what are you doing? Put that in a DM. Um... Hang on. New powerful weapons that Bungie creates for endgame will always be viable in old raids and might break them occasionally. How should Bungie address this concern? And should... And should they? Um... You just destroyed that room to put it in in a DM, you nutcase! (laughs) What on earth? New powerful weapons that Bungie create for endgame will always be viable in old raids and might break them occasionally. How should Bungie address this concern and should they? No, they don't need to concern this. They don't. Old content doesn't need to retain its sense of aspiration. It just doesn't. A year to a two-year-old raid? I've had people say that too. They're like, well, won't we'll just, just be we're just destroying strikes. Who gives a frick? Strikes don't need to maintain any semblance. They don't need to maintain any semblance of aspiration. Does that make sense? The only thing that needs to retain, like, aspiration is the new raid, trials, a new dungeon going back into like a one or a two year old raid and be like oh these new weapons are destroying this old raid I just know that's just not a big deal so power creep is okay in some places I see no 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 that's that's not power creep if you're going back into old content that you're higher level than you're naturally going to make light work of it okay so if I go into a strike it's not endgame content. I'm going to melt it no matter what I run. If I run a, a blue weapon, a purple weapon, or a green weapon, that content's not designed to have a persisting aspirational level. It just isn't. So, I, it, th- there's, there is no power creep then. We melt strikes with virtually everything. What's the difference between melting a strike boss in four seconds versus three seconds? Like... That is not power creep. Power creep is the perpetual need to add more powerful gear, not old content becoming easier as it gets outdated and isn't relevant. That's not power creep. Uh, Duke. 
Do you think Bungie should have used Felwinter's lie as a preview of what kind of perks could be for sunsetting? These kind of I'm not answering questions like this. Do you think Bungie should have done this instead? Not answering. Uh, what would be the best way to handle vendors or vendor refresh with sunsetting? Can they be expected to put out new weapons each season to help keep sunsetting, or will reissues more be there? This is another yes or no speculation question. You guys are getting skipped pretty fast now because some of you are you're writing the exact questions I said not to ask. This is a challenge. Do you think Bungie can pull it off? I, I, I cannot answer that question. It's do you think Bungie can do it? I, nope, they're gonna fail and flop. Like, what do you want me to say? When sunsetting starts, will we be able to get weapons from previous seasons? Well, it depends. So in the new format, seasons going forward, their content and their loot will be available for the whole year, okay? But the way that they do this is they're not going to be saying, oh, now you can go run Sundial and all these old outdated con- you know, pieces of content. They're going to bring back some of that loot as a reissue, but, that, but that's about it. Uh, pay Peco. How do you think sunsetting will affect vault space? I honestly don't know. I really think they need to lean on the collections to, to alleviate some of this because I do think people are going to say, "Well, this isn't viable anymore. I need to go. I need to go and and save it." You know, because it's it's the only role I could get like this. Kindled Orchid is usually the one I use as an example here. You know, Kindled Orchid is a unique gun, unique role. It's got a cool look, and you're going to want to save it for forever just to have it so maybe utilizing collections would be nice like setting saving the role in collections or something i think that would help a little bit because then it would be like well i don't need to wor- i don't need to worry about saving something in in collections rip warden's law yeah i don't, I don't care about that janky labs could Bungie use a system that requires effort similar to masterworking transmogging to allow players to sunset proof their favorite weapons? I can't believe how many people submit this idea. You have invalidated the entire system the minute you greenlight this idea. With respect, this idea is utterly worthless because it invalidates sunsetting. You would sunset proof your favorite best in class weapon. I would sunset mine. Therefore, nothing is actually getting sunset because across the board, like everyone's sunset proofing something. So I I can't believe how many times people submit this. You're you're literally invalidating the system. (laughs) It's like, because you aren't going to choose the same thing I choose. So now Bungie has no ability at all to like, oh, well, we did sunsetting, but basically everything is eternally viable because everybody picks something different. You know what I mean? Warden's Law, low-key trash, Lono has 30,000 kills on it? Well, because I play casually, though. Like, the Warden's Law doesn't feel like trash and strikes in the public space. It pops heads, and it's got, you know, feeding frenzy on it. Uh, Augustine. Is there anything else you'd like Bungie to do to alleviate fears in the coming months? They've been pretty candid, and I can't think of any more they can do. It's just too generic. Uh, what can they do to alleviate fears? I mean, other than outline the reasons why the system's going to be better, or to show us the new weapons or the new weapon system, like they did with Armor 2.0, I think that might help, like a stream like that. I would say that's not going to happen until after the summer season, though. 
How do you think this will impact leveling when some of your drops can't backfill anymore because they're maxed? If the vendors aren't refreshed, they'll be behind with when the, this starts, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. If you're trying to get to 1,050 and something that is that can't go above 1,000 drops... Uh, yeah, this is probably a reason why leveling needs streamlined. Yeah, because you would need to have... I, I just think you need to go to the system where everything that drops helps you level. I think leveling is stupid, and you just highlighted another potential problem, right? You highlighted another potential problem. Oh, yay, I got a pinnacle drop, or I got a powerful drop, or I got a prime ingram to drop, and it... An item drop that is capped and can't help me level. Now, they might have things in there to protect against that, like if it's an item that helps you level, or if it's a prime ingram, it can only pull from non-sunset pools to ensure that it still levels you. Shortbus says, Do you believe the reason people are again sunsetting and losing god rolls to regrind is the same thing because they have little faith that Bungie will actually provide more powerful standout gear? Well, this is commonly cited. They're like, well, if they actually do that, if they actually make good on their promise, and it's like, if you think they're doing this just for the fun of it, and then they're not going to actually do the standout gear, I, I don't know why they would do this to themselves. Um, Justin was seven months, 12 months from soul to sleep. That's a red badge and then loves to spam. Thank you for the brand new sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing. Think about it like this right now. There is no loot hierarchy. There's no loot hierarchy. So whether you run the raid or strikes or get something from a vendor or a prime ingram, there is no aspirational guns. There aren't. No loot hierarchy. No adept weapons in trials. Raid weapons are virtually interchangeable with other weapons in the game. Okay? This system will allow them to have a loot hierarchy adept weapons can work in this system raids having actual best in class weapons can happen in this system vendors are getting new gear in season 12 so it shouldn't affect backfilling and powerful pinnacle drops good point Egyptian Joe I forgot about backfilling from a vendor backfilling at vendors is stupid though like I don't want to defend that system I think leveling is so dumb it should just happen as you play I don't know why they would do this to themselves, but they do it repeatedly. I want sunsetting, but only if they execute it well. Bungie very rarely executes anything well. I disagree. If they if they very you're you're like the person the other day that said most most of the loot they've added has just been trash. Why are you playing then? If if Bungie's execution is almost never good, then how how are we still playing? Yeah, that was Jay. This is another form of overstatement. I would say it a different way. When Bungie makes a misstep, it is usually in execution. But I don't think we're going to say they're usually executing poorly. The, the, The Shadowkeep era brought a bunch of great quality of life adjustments to the game. Artifact and Armor 2.0 were system-wide changes that I thought that were executed very well on. And then they misjudged 
the way that we were going to respond to repeatable bounties to level the artifacts so people live in a lost sector. Now, is it executed poorly, or is there a part of it that just, just they just didn't anticipate that we were going to do that? It's six to one, half a dozen, the other, however you want to look at it. I would say, typically, when we get the most irritated, we say good idea bad execution I don't think that means they're almost never getting the execution right the bugs that come with everything they do the current quest is a prime example lack of anti-cheat working this season is such a cherry pick season though up to now we've almost never had this number of bugs ever ever anti-cheat is almost is almost directly linked to coming to steam and being free to play so in the grand history of the game I don't think it's fair to say they're, they've almost always They've almost always executed poorly. I think that's our memory because when they do make mistakes, it's almost always on the execution. It's like, wow, this was a good idea, but man, you guys executed really poorly. And that's like selective memory. It's like, well, what about all the times they do get it done right or they do add it right and and we don't we don't add all those up because you don't notice it as much. When they have a new DLC and they make a system-wide change to armor with armor 2.0 and they make a system-wide change with the artifacts and they they add bounties, weeklies, dailies, and repeatables. They add all those things and they all go into the game and they work exactly as they're intended. You don't make those tally marks on the board. You're just like, well, that's what's expected of you. But when they bumble something, you're like, yep, see, Bungie's terrible at execution. It just feels like it's it's an unfair scorekeep. You're only tallying the bumbles and the fumbles. You're not you're not tallying the the successes and things they've gotten right. Um, this season just feels like, as I've said, this season's an inning in a baseball game where they got nobody on base. You mean when they do their job correctly? Right. But if you had an employee who periodically made mistakes you wouldn't be like man this guy is nothing but mistakes you'd be like well typically he, he he's actually a very good employee he turns his stuff in on time he's on time he, he he makes project deadlines he does all the things that's expected of him but when you make a mistake the theme of them making mistakes is they execute it poorly it's just weird for me to like accept somebody saying Bungie rarely gets execution right. What? (laughs) Wow. Then they're the worst, most successful developer in probably history then. I guess congratulations, Bungie, for being the best at being the worst. Like, come on. It just seems so (laughs) far-reaching. Like, (laughs) they almost rarely get it right, and yet they've somehow made it this far. I don't know. It just seems too far-reaching. I gut-checked that kind of stuff. It seems like the easy Reddit, easy negative Reddit clickism of like big, big broad brush negative slam of Bungie gets a bunch of upvotes. What do you think about lootable weapon mods that are more valid option in the future? I'm skipping. It's too specific. Is there a specific weapon type, scout, linear fusion, grenade launcher that you feel brings nothing to the game and should be removed? Um, I think sidearms are incredibly stupid and should have never been added to the game. Linear fusions are great, but there's not enough of them. And I think scouts and rockets need a lot of love. Karma Policeman. You've said Bungie can't legislate to the minority, but don't the numbers show a steady decline? 
So shouldn't they try to bring back players which sunsetting won't do? There is there oh man there's so much wrong with this question. It's so much presumption. Number 1, steady decline is normal. It's not an indicator of of problems or a lack of health. Every season, every DLC has always had steady decline. That is a constant. That is not symptomatic of a problem right now. And then when you say they uh, should try and bring players back, which sunsetting won't, is presumptive. How do you know it won't? How do you know? If sunsetting gets us into a context where Bungie can talk about truly best in class, insanely awesome weapons and loot, the number one driver of people coming back and playing this game is loot. So if the loot gets awesome, then no one, no one's going, no one's going to be like, no, I'm not coming back. Yeah. They added sunsetting and there's way more awesome loot in the game, you know, if no, yeah, I know we're all going to, we're all going to rest on our laurels and hide in the Alamo of if, if flow, no, if, if they actually do the literal thing they said they're going to do. Yep. You're right. They're just lying to us. If it's not an, if it's a, when for Frick's sake, they're going to make better weapons better perks that's what they've said they're going to do we're going to give you a way to have consistent leveling and progress in the game to make it a little less painful when you know leveling doesn't go your way oh yeah but if lono if they actually do that oh they did oh you're right wow they did that with the with the artifact yeah huh that's weird so when bungie says they're going to do something they actually do it in before people are like we got to stick the landing and we don't want trials to come out half baked that's that's broad stroke big picture philosophical statement that's not them specifically saying they said trials was coming back it came back when they say they're going to add something to the game they do it when Bungie comes out and admits aspirational loot's been lacking and they say they want to add aspirational loot it's not an if it's a when I think the if is whether they do it to the extent that the community wants it. They've always delivered what they've promised, but when are the times that their delivery has been the most base model than a comprehensive solution? Do you want to know why all you people keep resting on if? Do you want to know why? Because you're basically sandbagging complaint. That's what you're doing. I'm on to you. I've done this for a long time. I know exactly what the frick you're doing. You're sandbagging complaint. Because what's going to happen is they're going to launch a bunch of stuff in September and you're going to be like, yeah, but I don't think it's good enough. Sandbag, told you, whoo, told you, like tucked that away and saved it for later. Told you they weren't going to do a good job. Whew, and then you throw out your sandbags complaint. They, they won't please the people that, that, that dug their heels in and said this was a stupid idea and said it was going to be invalidating and disrespectful. They're going to dig their heels in from now to September like a donkey getting drugged down the road. And then when Bungie actually delivers better, cooler, best-in-class perks, that people are going to say, no, I don't think this is good enough. This isn't powerful enough. This should have been better. Sandbagging their complaint, just saving it for that day dug in axe grinding not pleasable mentally arm crossed negative nancies they're just gonna get drug all the way to September and still complain at one point is it fair that they haven't done enough 
if we get identical weapons and perks, I will be on your side. I'll join your team and I will absolutely eviscerate them. I'm like, we sat here and debated this for months and I took up for you and said that this was going to be better. If they give us identical weapons and perks, I'll be on your team and that'll be a dark freaking day. Because just watch my content on the most recent quest debacle. I don't hold back when Bungie fumbles and falls flat on their face. I've not held back this season. Anti-cheat, trials, this new quest, the tower event. Have you watched my content from the season? I will be on your team and it won't be a fun time. There's no way they're going to do this. There's no way. I'm telling you, people are sandbagging their complaints. They're going to say, if, 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 and the weapons are going to drop, and they're going to be like, yeah, but it's not as good as I hoped it would be. It should be better. And then they'll say, I told you it wasn't going to be good good enough. Everyone is resting on if, because Bungie doesn't have a proven track record on both sides. People are resting on the if side, and no one can say for certain whether or not this will come out fully baked or half-baked. They actually have a great track record of creating amazing weapons. They don't have a great track record of letting those weapons stick around. They actually have a very good track record of 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 it being of creating great weapons. But whether it was the Recluse, the Mountaintop, the Lunas and the Not Forgotten, the Redricks, these were all really, really cool and creative ideas, the synergistic perks in Wrath of the Machine. They actually have a great track record of making strong weapons. It's just that the breakout best in class strong weapons get nerfed. Like I I don't know. They've created a bunch of dope stuff over the years. Somehow we all keep coming back. They were cool, but most have not been strong. Well, then why did they have to nerf so much stuff? Romanian Czar. Uh, With Sunsetting taking the place in September, what incentive do current players have to farm gear or loot? Because everything you're grinding for right now has a 12-month life cycle on it. So, don't you want to have loot diversity in the new year? You're losing everything Shadow keeping back. You actually have a lot of reason to grind now and next season. Redrix was weaker than other pulse rifles. Redrix should have been in PvE. Redrix was a PvE weapon. Redrix was a PvE weapon. Wendigo is a best-in-class grenade launcher. What are you talking about? It has utility and damage buff. It has two. It, it checks two boxes. Wendigo is not decently strong. Wendigo is probably one of the best grenade launchers in the game. It has utility and damage. Redrick's yeah. I, I think I just felt like Redrick should have been a a PVE pulse. It felt like it was built for PVE. I don't know. Sweatpants. Do you think vertical progression is viable in D2 or is the game not complex enough for it? Well, I mean, that's why they're doing this. This is this is more cyclical progression. You level up, you get to the end game, you grind it out, get a bunch of dope stuff, and the next season, there's another cycle of that. You gotta level again. You're not actually constantly going up in power. I mean, you are, but I don't know. Drewski says, Retrix, in my opinion, is the definition of a pinnacle weapon. Hard to pick up and sane with mastery. Yeah, I think in Crucible, that was one of the things is it was, like, really contingent upon skill and getting kills with it. Like, you had to, like you're saying, you had to master it. It wasn't, it wasn't like the Recluse. <laughs> Get a kill and spray it. Like, it was, uh, <laughs> it required a little bit more. I just felt like it was, it would have felt really, really good in PvE. Um, but 
I just couldn't be bothered. I didn't want to go get it. It didn't seem like it was going to be a game changer in PvE. Hilly Heat. Will sunsetting cause more FOMO for mid lane players or players behind the progression curve? Um, I don't think so. I mean... If you're a mid lane player or you're behind the progression curve, you're a cat, you're a casual player. Th- this isn't going to affect them. I just I feel like a lot of people invoke players that don't exist. A mid lane or a casual or somebody that falls behind, this isn't going to affect them. If you're mid lane casual or you fall behind in progression curves, you're not going into the end game. You're not going into strikes or dungeons or grandmaster nightfalls. Like I, I don't. I don't think it's going to do that at all. It has zero effect on you when you're below a certain layer of uh, of engagement. It doesn't. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything to their experience. Hey, I'm Tej. Do you think that sunsetting might be a factor in Bungie's decision to move more cosmetic rewards back into the end game, since power capped gear can expire in relevance, but ghosts and sparrows are evergreen? Uh, the, no, this doesn't feel related to me. I, I think it's more them just trying to put more stuff in the game while you're out grinding. I don't think it's because of sunsetting, though. Well, we better put stuff in there that's evergreen, ghosts and sparrows. That feels very disconnected logically to me. Uh, dark skills. Why do you think Bungie left out the other raids? We don't know. We've had that question multiple times today. Albino. Do you think Bungie is aware of the lack of archetype and elements and is planning on... We already had a question about that. Uh, I'm old man. What's the potential of architect vacancies? Do you think I change to the vault system is needed? What's the potential of architect vacancies? Do you think I change to the vault systems needed? For example, a version like the collection system imported for all... This is, we've, we've, kind of, we've already addressed these questions. Some of these are, are just super, super blatant repeats. Not that it's your fault. You might not have been here. Should armor masterwork costs be changed due to sunsetting? We already had a question about that. I don't know if they're going to address it. Um, Foggy with 33 months, 13 months from Tokyo Express. Fuzzy gets it a sub to Tifu, t- Tifu's waifu, and then six months from KH Barry. Isn't sunsetting just forced side grades? No, it's not. Because in the realm of best in class in the realm of the absolute like aspirational loot they've now created a space for that now you could say but I'm just side grading from one best in class weapon to another you you're right technically but at the present time we don't have that loot hierarchy there aren't best-in-class aspirational rewards. The weapons in the raid are indistinguishable from most of the guns in the game. This system, Sunsetting, will allow them to go into aspirational content like a raid and create an aspirational hierarchy of loot quality. Why can they do that? Because it gets sunset 12 months later. And you could argue, well, doesn't that mean, Lono, that every 12 months I'm side grading from high aspiration best in class raid weapon to more of it? And I would say yes to a certain degree, but the difference would be that's the only way they can actually create aspirational loot. 
what we do now is we go from one raid to the next and we're already side grading you're presently already doing the 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 perpetual side grade grind when you go from any of the raids to the next the loot is not any better from one to the next they're all interchangeable they're all basic and samey there's no loot hierarchy at all sunsetting gives them freedom in the loot pool to fill in the category they leave pretty vacant right now best in class standout powerful weapons it's a vacant category anything that lands in that category like the recluse that it gets nerfed now the recluse didn't just get nerfed because of pvp so whenever i use that people are like well, does that mean they're not going to nerf stuff in PvP? No, they're still going to nerf stuff in PvP. But again, again, the the process, the process of filling in aspirational, true hierarchy stuff, the only way, the only way they can do that is with sunsetting. It, th- there is not a possibility. Because if they want to add truly best-in-class aspirational loot, they can do it one time, and then the next time around, power creep takes place. So sunsetting ensures they can have best-in-class truly aspirational loot because there is an intrinsic antidote to power creep within the system. They never had to deal with this in Destiny 1. Destiny 1, everything got sunset one year in. And then the minute we get into year three with rise of iron they actually they actually kind of did a little a teeny bit of power creep they did synergistic perks on wrath to really make them stand out a year later they would have to do it again if they would not have launched destiny 2 and they would have needed to launch another raid a year after wrath of the machine they would have to do it again well we got to level up the gear it's got to be a little bit better than wrath Drewski is going to be on the roundtable tonight to discuss this. So those of you that want to see all perspectives shared, you can actually watch Fireteam Chat where me and Paul Tassie were on. If you don't like sunsetting, then Destin from Fireteam Chat, he doesn't like it either. He go he he disagrees with us. He expresses his concerns about all the reasons he doesn't like it. If I told him, I said it was a good episode because if you don't like sunsetting, you're going to feel that you hear your perspective shared on that. You'll probably hear the same thing tonight in the Rageous Roundtable. I would say in greater detail. I think Drewski and Cammy go farther in their argumentation than Destin. Destin recoiled and had like big picture concerns. Drewski and Cammy get more into the meat of why they think it's bad. So you'll probably get a very good a very good perspective on the uh, on the discussion tonight. Um... I'm an advocate for best weapons and armor coming from the hardest possible content. Should sunsetting actually work to provide that reward hierarchy where you get loot based on the quality of the activity, I will immediately shift my opinion and admit that I was incorrect. This, I feel like I see everything. It's like, it's like Neo seeing the Matrix. It's all connected. Luke Smith says we need to refuel aspiration. We need to give you truly best in class weaponry. And then they outline sunsetting so they can do that. And then a member of the raid team is like, we literally want to do this and we presently can't do it. Dude, I, I, I see this and I'm like, I, th- we are going to actually finally have good loot hierarchy in the game. We haven't had good loot hierarchy since Kingsfall. Kingsfall introduced the same idea of like, the prime, the weapons are not that distinguishable from the rest of the weapons in the game. 
You're overcommitted to backing this change. Thanks. Players are okay giving up their loot with new versions of a game because the trade isn't expected. The promise of better gear isn't even close to good enough of a bargain. It's hugely disrespectful of my time. You know what's even more disrespectful of your time? Nerfing stuff that you grinded for, which is what they do now. That's more disrespectful to your time. No, not Cammy. Drewski's on tonight. Drewski just happened to be the one that stopped by. We were having a good back and forth in chat, so I asked him to come on. Um... Nerfing is more disrespectful, and that's what they've been doing for the past couple of years. Anytime you get something that truly stands out, like the Recluse or the Lunas or the Not Forgotten, that takes a massive amount of time to grind for, they nerf it. That's more disrespectful of your time. They're changing the actual value, lethality, and power of the weapon that you spent all that time grinding for. It's more disrespectful. It's like, hey, here's this prize. You're like, oh, sweet. This prize is so amazing. Yeah, it's weaker now. It became too strong. Oh, what? In this scenario, they're telling you ahead of time. It's infusible for an entire year. And you can use it in 90% of the activities. How is that disrespecting your grind? They're like, It's like, this is the system. This is how it works. They're not sucker punching you with a nerf after everybody gets the weapon and it runs amok. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's, it's, and it's also, it's also in the present system, I would argue, asking me, right, asking me to grind long periods of time for side grades, I think is a request that's absurd. It's absurd. I want to grind your raid week in, week out, wait for reset, go in there, get a team, have fail rates, spend hours of time trying to get weapons that are side grades. That doesn't respect my grind either. You're asking me to invest time in something that's not even better than what I presently have. I didn't pay for the new system. I paid for the old system with my money and time. I'm fresh out of Kleenexes, dude. I I really am. The game has to evolve. The current system is broken, and it's shackling the game to an anchor and dragging it under the ocean, just drowning it in mundane, boring, samey loot. The game is bloated and drying. It, 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 bloated and drowning, I should say. Not drying. Bloated and drowning. Like... <laughs> You can clutch, you can clutch your Midnight Coup and Ikelos till you're dead. It's, you're dragging the game under the water. It can't, it doesn't work. It's, it, it has proven itself to not work. It just doesn't, there, this is not a viable long-term strategy. They didn't have to do this in Destiny 1. They didn't. You, Destiny 1 actually only had two years. The year of Taken King and the year of Rise of Iron. That's it. We're in our third year. September is the beginning of our fourth year. We're beyond the edge of the world. We've gone off. It, it, that's They didn't have to maintain these systems in D1. They didn't have to. Get out of here, Jack. So. Shane. Uh... It's sad losing the goal of finding something I believe to be perfect because I get it for forever. It's so, it's just so weird to me to have loot motivated people argue that they want to keep and use their loot for forever. I, you, you don't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. 
you're loot motivated in a loot based game and you're so loot motivated that you never want you you want to use loot for forever I, I, <laughs> I don't want to go into a raid in 2020 with the midnight coup and the Ikelos shotgun it's a loot based game that stuff's old that stuff's outdated it's they're, they're, they're relics of the past I gotta move on. We're, we're, this is gonna be the longest Q&A session in the history of my channel. Um, do you think Bungie's considering current exotics to fill up the exotic gaps, give them more prominence? Oh, I don't think they saw this far into the future. So I don't think that was like, a, if that happens, it was by accident. Uh, we Eli. Um, would the system they use in Destiny 2 Year 1, where you could switch an element on a weapon with a mod, be good for the future? I've been arguing for that all morning. I think it fixes a lot of these gaps. It fixes a whole lot of these gaps. So instead of being like, oh, there's only one high-impact you know, arc, you could say, no, there's three high-impact fusions. W- what element are they? It doesn't matter. You can switch it. There's three high high impact fusions. There's two adaptives. There's one rapid. Instead, you're just like there's one rapid void, right? Oh man, there isn't a single void hand cannon. What? No, that's not true. If I can change the element, then it's oh, there's three adaptive, two lightweight, but there's only one precision and one aggressive. Those gaps are now easier to fill. Those gaps are easier to fill. All these gaps become immediately, immediately easier to fill if we can change elements. Get rid of this stupid kinetic versus energy nonsense. It's dumb. It's, 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 they, what the frick? They created that. That wasn't a thing in D1. They got rid of elemental primaries in D1 because it's all anybody ever chased. That's not needed anymore because they brought back elemental primaries, but they're in an energy slot. It just isn't needed. It is not needed anymore. Patman. Couldn't they solve the problem also by removing infusion at all and make everything drop at your level besides powerful and pinnacle? That would make leveling easier. Oh, I, I mean, you are you are preaching to the pastor of that church. <laughs> I I am the I am the prophet. I'm the I'm the evangelical guy coming out and saying, "Here's you want to know what my gospel is? Leveling should just be happening automatically. Everything that drops should help you level. Get rid of this go to slot leveling. You are preaching to the pastor of that church." Out front. Welcome to the leveling sucks get rid of infusion church. Here this here <laughs> here is how we here is what we believe. Here's what we believe. Like, of course, I've been saying that for forever. Spectre. I'm still trying to understand sunsetting. Does sunsetting mean that we technically get a new meta? Well, no. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. It just means that endgame metas will shift. As they said, there's eras of dominance that these items will just shift out of that dominant position because they can't go into endgame content anymore. I mean, they can, but they won't be viable. Your thoughts on the backlash of sunsetting weapons when compared to similar games such as MMOs or ARPGs? How come a substantial part of the community is against the change when it's common, almost required, for uh for for other similar mechanical uh mechanically games? Oh, similar from a mechanical standpoint. Well, Destiny is just unique, man. They're just it's just unique. When you switch from one axe to another axe in Diablo or one gun to another gun in Division, it is not as immersively connected to your experience. So, 
the first time you get an outlaw reload or the first time you saw a dragonfly explosion or a firefly it i don't know there's just something different about it you're so attached to that it's an extension of you some guns just feel like trash to you when other people think they're great and that just all comes down to the way they built the way this game feels and so it's easier in a game like Diablo to be like it's all stat based I don't care what my axe looks like it's just it's just a swinging animation it's a static consistent swinging animation and oh I'm seeing bigger numbers see what I'm saying it just isn't the same and that's why people are like, dude, you better not freaking touch my weapon. I Was it Luke Smith that talked about it in his director's cut? He had friends or something, and they only used breakneck everywhere. They just loved it. They didn't care. It didn't matter what you dropped in the game. Breakneck, breakneck, breakneck. That's all they freaking used. They got a taste for that, and they didn't want to put it down. That increased fire rate, that increased damage, the weapon kind of glows, it's got kind of a cool sound. I actually love the Breakneck. It's a fun game. A, ga- a fun gun. No, Breakneck's, Breakneck's solid. They brought it back up. It's it's not nerfed anymore. It was doing negative DPS. <laughs> they broke that freaking gun. I felt so bad for it. They, they fixed it. So, that's why people here are like, are you freaking kidding me? The reason that I think this is okay is because it affects the most hardcore players, the players going in to Dungeons and Nightfalls and Grandmasters, and those are the players that should be, I think, more prone to say, I change my loadout with the meta shifts, I change my loadout when something more powerful comes along, and they're not the person running around public space using a breakneck for literally two years. That's not the the, the end game players, the, the end game grinders typically don't play that way. Now the PvP guys are sitting in the corner being like, nah, hang on a minute, Lono. No, we do. We do use weapons for super long periods of time, right? Why? Well, because we get really comfortable with them and it affects our efficiency. That's where I think a lot of the rub is coming from. I think the most intelligent, most thoughtful criticism is coming from the PvP guys because of that aspect. Most of the time you're engaging with people on the subject, they either just completely misrepresent the situation or their critique is like incoherent. It's like everything's boring, but I want to keep all my boring stuff. Bungie can't make good loot, but I want to keep all my not good loot. It's like, okay, if they're bad at making loot, why are you so hell-bent on defending the current loot that you have? They make argumentation that's either a misrepresentation of sunsetting or incoherent. T-Funk with a thousand bits, thank you. Uh, down payment to read Milky's three-page paper. Uh, although I'd structure it differently, I love these ideas. Thank you. Uh, Boombly gifting a sub and 38 months from Karma's friendly th- Frenzy. Thank you. Um, will they also work on the Leviathan raid to make guns more appealing? I don't know. They haven't said. I'm thinking those will be in an Age of Triumph era where they'll get rotated and re- reissued and better. Are seasonal activities like Seraph Tower's aspirational content? I thought not, but they have power requirements. Go back when this season started, and I absolutely roasted Bungie for this. They should never do that ever again. Ever. Seasonal content should not go up in power like that, especially if it's in the public space. I was furious. I was like, this is Black Armory all over again. Going forward with sunsetting as a standard, they can't do that. That will absolutely break 
the whole the whole definition of sunsetting is end game viable if Bungie's like well yeah but the seasonal content is end game I'll be like you guys are out of your freaking heads you can't do that to the loot system that wouldn't work basic crucible and seasonal content and strikes and public space all that stuff needs to be in the in the lane of non-endgame non-aspirational you start dragging down aspirational endgame into the public space into the seasonal content into strikes and stuff and you will you will break the game nobody will understand what the frick is going on Imagine being an inexperienced player or a less aware player and you go into the seasonal content and you're like, I literally can't do any damage. What is happening? Oh, well, you're using a bunch of sunset loot. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) What? This is just the new seasonal stuff. What are you talking about? That won't... There's literally no way they can do that. What they did... This season has to be, at every level, some of the worst decisions they've ever made repeating problems from EP repeating problems from Black Armory what happened to Trials like this 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 entire season has fallen flat on its face there is literally no way they can do that that's what will happen in Gambit because invasions are power enabled fine uh, you know fine maybe they'll have to remove that I don't know uh, XCOM with 29 months thank you uh, Jesus Crust with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad free viewing. Do you think that we'll be staying on this one year raid schedule for the foreseeable future? Yes. And I could see them doing reissuing along the way of old raids to maybe help out. I still think they should stagger raid relevancy. I still think we need raid um, increase raid difficulty. We Like hard and normal needs to make a return. Raid challenges are okay raid challenges would be a lot more exciting if the loot wasn't so boring like I don't want to go through a challenge if the loot's not that great the last couple times we did it people were like well you get double drops and I'm like I don't really care about that though I, the loot wasn't good enough um, second I still think a raid NPC that does something every season like hey uh, welcome to the winter season the raid that just launched in September yeah there's uh, there's some new things for you to chase in there ornaments grind level me up challenges bounties um, and suddenly the raid has more relevancy because they can reset that raid NPC every season, trickle out. You know how they said there's going to be exotic accessories? Well, put them in a raid NPC and have that raid NPC upgrade every season so you're not officially done with the annual raid until you get all the way until the summer. Um, that would make better sense of the choice to do an annual raid to perpetuate its relevancy every season with the resetting NPC. Uh, just make it B.I. Cora or something. Can you give one example of a gun that was nerfed but could be prevented with a with one year sunsetting? The best example I always give is Touch of Malice. I know people are like, well, that's an exotic, but still, if Touch of Malice would have been sunset, it could have retained its awesome feel and the way people used it and the way it ran in King's Fall, and it would not have destroyed the Wrath of the Machine raid because it would be too weak to go into the Wrath of the Machine raid. Uh, Redrix, I guess, could be an example. Luna's in the Not Forgotten, but the Luna's in the Not Forgotten, well, that's probably a bad example because they did it uniquely because of stuff that was going on in console and the precision frame. I, I don't know. I, I, the best example I always come up with is, is, is the Touch of Malice because it was specific. The reason that, here's why I use Touch of Malice, okay? Bungie has very rarely designed a weapon that was so strong in PvE it was going to destroy a future raid. 
Touch of Malice is it. Ikelos Shotgun is another good example. Ikelos needed nerfed because it was breaking the Last Wish raid. It was making it stupidly easy, okay? Now, from a balance perspective, Ikelos Shotgun is a bit of a different scenario because Ikelos Shotgun basically functioned at the level of an exotic heavy, and that was a humongous problem. Okay? So, but those are good examples. Touch of Malice, Ikelos Shotgun, and the Recluse specifically recluse in pve okay you could have ignored how strong they were whisper izanagis these are other examples of weapons that are so strong they threaten future end game difficulty they're they're a threat to future end game difficulty they make such light work of the bosses now i think it's okay to have weapons at that level for a season and bungie seems to think the same thing it would be an era-defining weapon. The era of the Whisper. The era of the Recluse. And then all of a sudden, it's no longer the era-defining weapon. You're not going into, into, into PvE content and just destroying everything. Right? This gets complicated because of Crucible, because the Recluse was nerfed for more than one reason. That's why I don't like using the Recluse as an example. I think in the new system, Bungie would be happy to say Ikelos Shotgun is an era-defining weapon. Everybody took it and ran Last Wish with it. And guess what? 12 months later, nobody would have been running it because it wouldn't have been you wouldn't have taken it into Grandmasters or Dungeons or Raids. But you want to pull out Ikelos Shotgun and go back and run Last Wish? Have a ball. It's an era-defining weapon. It'd be 12 months, not a season. Right, a whole year. That again, you know, you got an annual year, uh, an annual raid, and an annual dungeon, and then that's the era defining builds that people go in with. Yeah, the original Ikelos sniper with box breathing could have been an era defining weapon to, you know, use on bosses like the Scourge of the Past boss or something. And then you get a year later and it gets set out to pasture, you're not taken into raids anymore. I, I don't know. There is something about that that I'm just like, that sounds awesome. Because what is something that Glad has ranted about anytime they nerf really strong weapons? What's he commonly say? Sean gets on Twitter and he's like, "This you are, you are hurting the fun. We like to go into boss rooms and strikes and raids and bake. We like baking. It's fun. We maximize. We figure out insane things. And we go and we bake. We love that. Okay? We, we presently only get to do that and then, it, and then it gets nerfed stuff breaks out, it becomes again era defining, this is, this is the season of, this is the raid where blah 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 absolutely destroys and then n- next year it's not the era defining weapon now, I don't want an era defining weapon, I want a bunch of weapons, I want you know a bunch of things to choose from optimal DPS then it gets nerfed, exactly here, here's something I think we're forgetting about sunsetting. Bungie can watch what we do in those first two or three months in the raid and, and then take a bunch of notes and they're like, okay, well, those weapons won't be in the next raid, but all right, okay, those are good lessons to learn so that future content's not trivialized. And then it informs future raid design and it, it informs future weapon design. And they just let it go. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You guys can shred that raid for the next year. We don't care. You know, that's fine. You guys found some crazy optimum builds and some crazy optimum weapons. 
instead of being like, well, yeah, we're gonna have to nerf that because it's gonna, re- it, it, it's, it's melting this raid and all future raids. <laughs> Gatorade me. With these changes coming to weapon sunsetting, do you believe weapons should receive less nerfs or have their nerfs reverted? I think this is why the PvP guys are the most concerned, because they're like, so you're really pushing the like we won't have to nerf stuff, we can just let stuff run wild. Like Andrew Hop said about PvE. Well, what's that mean for PvP? I don't I don't think that sunsetting is the antidote for 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 nerfing, but some of the more common nerfs as of late, like Izanagi's Whisper, Ikelos, th- those nerfs are even nerfs to like damage perks, right? I think all those nerfs are almost all of those were motivated by PVE efficiencies that we wouldn't have had to have happened. So, Augustine. How will previous powerful weapons affect the competitive Crucible playlist? Unless Bungie nerfs damage perks, I have a feeling the best places to practice for trials will be devalued. Um, I'm trying to think about this. Yeah, because you could basically say these amazing weapons got sunset and everybody's running them in the crucible and I can't compete with those amazing weapons unless I use those amazing weapons but they're no longer viable for crucible that's a valid concern That no that is, that's a valid concern let's use uh, a trials weapon for an example if the the sniper rifle was just era defining right now no let's go with the summoner let's go with the summoner so the summoner is a strong weapon let's imagine it was like insanely strong right it was really really strong and then it gets sunset but it's still insanely strong and you feel like so many people are running the summoner that the only way for you to compete in sixes is to also run the summoner but you kind of don't want to run the summoner because the summoner's been sunset so you can't take it into trials so I feel like there'll be different metas, and if there's different metas, the challenge is, can you go down into non-trials, non-power-enabled crucible, and can you use whatever the new meta is? Or is it going to be really, really difficult? I think, again, this is a potential um, piece of collateral damage it, to say, oh, well, you know... I, I feel like I have to run X, Y, and Z in Crucible. In non-power-enabled Crucible, I gotta run X, Y, Z. Those weapons are sunset. So I'm using weapons that are not good in Trials. So I'm const- I'm switching my, my loadout. And so I'm not I'm not practicing. Right? Man, oh man. Bungie's gonna have to be, Bungie's gonna have to be very, very careful here. It, 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 w- whenever Andrew Hops mentioned the, the Recluse... He was specifically designating like it crapped on everything in PVE. And I think that's their primary concern. Trials loot, adept weapons, adept mod slot, that whole world. I feel like it's just going to be another... They're going to play according to different rules. They're going to have to. They're going to absolutely have to. We're going to need more perks like Trench Barrel and 1-2 Punch that don't do anything to Crucible, but can be insanely strong. And so... They'll... 
maybe this will cause more of a divide in the sandbox so the weapons in crucible don't become so insane that you're like oh I have to run this weapon but I don't want to because it's been sunset I need to practice with this weapon this weapon's garbage I would imagine if you're going to practice with the new best in class trials weapon and you've retired the old one I would imagine it would still be really good in crucible in in normal crucible it would be weird for a new meta to emerge in trials and there's another meta down in non-trials and for it to be so juxtaposed that you like you can't take the new trials meta down into crucible normal crucible i think it's a valid concern i just feel like it's unlikely with what we know about weapon design from bungie for you to be like well the new meta in trials is um pulse rifle shotgun but when i go into normal crucible i can't do anything with pulse rifle shotgun everybody's running hand cannon sniper or something you know see what i'm saying i don't know thank you for ordering the glasses i appreciate you saying that is there ever going to be a sniper that's better than revoker in crucible but isn't going to shoot three bullets at once right that's the other problem like what flame's saying like some of these weapons are so good they'll never be unseated anyway right now it's the PvP is just always a challenge. It is. It's always a challenge when these conversations come up. This problem's inevitable unless they nerf specific weapons. Yeah. Stuff needs rain some of this stuff needs reined in. Um I think it's up to the sandbox balancing team. Yeah, it's almost like they're gonna have to play according to different rules. And they'll have to be very, very specific in the perks that they add and the adept mod slots all that stuff is is going to need to be uh, individually adjusted more if they because if not you're going to you're going to have significant problems in the crucible um thank you uh, racing for 20 months portante for 12 months and caboose hero for 2 months thank you guys all for those resubs um let's see where are we t-funk Speaking about best in class, should PVE give better PVE best in class weapons? Same for PvP, or do you think it's better to, for a mix? Does this hurt the weapon grind? No, I don't think it should be a mix. I really feel for my PvP homies that are like, dude, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna sunset stuff. Why would you sunset stuff, man? It took me four months to get mind benders. They should be able to grind for PvP-oriented guns in PvP, especially in light of everything we just talked about. Are, are you going to make me go into PvP for for whatever the... If there's some new version of Trench Barrel, right? If there's some new version of Trench Barrel where if you get the right roll, you, you blast the enemy and then you punch them and they go flying back and then they explode if you get them to the right health or something. Some insane pinnacle shotgun. Are you going to make me go grind PvP for that? Because they're not going to want that in PvP. That sounds very PvE oriented. Are people going to want to go into a nightfall or a raid for some god tier hand cannon? No, they're not going to want to do that because especially when sunsetting... You're taking them out of their out of their their playground. You're making them play somewhere else, and then by the time they get it, they're like, "Man, not only did I have to go play somewhere else, but now you made me do all that for something that is going to be sunset." 
they're gonna they have to do away with that they have to stop doing that I felt like they made mention of that somewhere I feel like I remember reading that like the idea that good PVE weapons are in the crucible and vice versa and how they need to move away from that I, I don't I don't remember where I read that I swear I read that uh D swag won't introducing new powerful weapons cause more power creep than we have now no I'm not answering that it's it's all in the TWAB on why that's not going to happen in your opinion what are some positive to, uh, positive to specifically armor sunsetting do you think that there is enough time in this model for god rolled armor oh yeah it's an entire year um here's something to consider with armor sunsetting alright Bungie can give you more power if they're sunsetting. So, powerful friends won't be the last, you know, crazy build mod that we we see. Does that make sense? Because if 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 this gives them the freedom to do, to go for more powerful stuff on weapons to have more recluse level weapons well then I would argue the same the same principle and the same axiom applies to armor they can give us way cooler stuff on armor if they know there is an intrinsic protective barrier called sunsetting in place armor has traditionally been pretty boring in in, in, in destiny and I feel like it's going to get a lot more exciting I feel like armor is such a good opportunity for more grind more customization more loot pursuit I, I, I don't know. I feel like Warmind Cells and all this other stuff is just a taste of how you can have such a different build than me if you spec a certain thing or run a certain amount of mods and I don't want to kill that. Here's the challenge. If I, if I grant you your premise that, oh, it's too, it's too expensive. It's going to cost too much to masterwork. Oh, but Lono, it takes too long to get stats. Okay, you're right. We no more sunsetting of armor. You just killed potential power and potential build diversity in the future. Why? Well, we got to keep everything pretty same and safe cuz it lasts for forever. So then you're just always wearing the same armor. How about instead Bungie try to mitigate the pain that you're talking about by maybe giving you more avenues for infusion currency. So when it does come time to replace something, you're fine. Hardcore players are destiny rich anyway. So to a certain degree, I kind of want to tell people that say this to like, come on, shut the frick up. Like you're destiny rich. If you got a bunch of maxed out armor, come on, you're destiny rich. They could maybe ensure like they did with trials that you're getting enough currency to be destiny rich by the time it's you know it comes around for you to replace something you have more than enough currency to foot that bill okay also i would say if they give you more intentionality like they said every season there's going to be a seasonal aspirational armor pursuit then it shouldn't be that hard for you to replace pieces and get good stats I would say, meet the pain points you're enumerating. Oh, it takes too long to farm for armor. Bungie's admitted they've done a really bad job with that. They've not equipped us to farm for armor. They're trying to alleviate that. Maybe alleviate the cost 
of leveling up the energy of master working armor maybe alleviate that by just giving us more avenues for that currency so by the time it rolls around and it's time for you to replace something you're not like oh my gosh this is gonna break the bank no if you're min maxing and you're grinding at the upper echelons of play you should have a pretty healthy revenue flow of the currencies needed especially if you're only doing it you know every 11 months 10 months or whatever retire mods not armor simple problem solved no not solved you just murdered loot grind oh yep I got my god tier armor god tier stats I'm gonna wear it for forever so every time Bungie invests in new armor new armor pursuits and new new avenues for armor chase you're completely disinterested you just perpetuated the problem that weapons have right now you can use weapons for forever and it murders future grind it's a bad system it's a broken system with respect to incentivization it murders incentivization to chase loot because you have all the best stuff that's not scalable when they outlined armor 2.0 i said that i was like is this going to be scalable if i grind for a god set of armor and get all my stats right where i want them how are you going to get me to to use new loot how right I, I I don't know. To me, I don't I don't see how that's even possible. I don't see how you can perpetuate loot pursuit. How can you perpetuate loot pursuit or armor pursuit? It just doesn't seem possible. If you don't sunset, if you don't sunset, you're just you're just you're just replicating the exact same problem on on armor that exists and has existed. <laughs> and has existed on guns up to this point. Um, dark skills. How likely uh, how likely do you see responses to the few weaknesses of sunsetting, elemental vacancies, being marketing bullet points for the fall expansion? It may not be a marketing bullet point, but it could certainly be a blog post or part of the stream. Hey, community was concerned about archetypal vacancies. What are you going to do about that? You know, and they might they might have an answer. I don't know if they're gonna like put it in a trailer or something. Uh, I'm gonna start going really fast. Destin talk about the lack of faith in Bungie on making better guns. If Bungie, uh, if Bungie can't deliver, does sunsetting flop for the community? This is one of those really generic. If Bungie doesn't pull it off, what's gonna happen? I don't have an answer for you. With sunsetting, Luke said he wants to refuel aspirational content, bring back weapon hierarchies uh, in the game. If this is for endgame players like myself, why are casuals and hardcores against the system? This seems like a win-win. I, I don't know. This feels like a, a question that is you preaching at people. Like, it, it t- I, I, I tend to agree with you, so there's not much need to take a lot of time on the question. It doesn't affect casuals and hardcores should be happy, but I'm not going to dictate how people should feel. If they feel it's a disrespect or they don't like it, I'm not going to tell them how they should feel about it. I just would tend to anticipate a hardcore loot made of motivated player wanting to chase cooler and better awesome loot um muzzle flash fire won't sunsetting older gear just centralize your choice of weapons even more since there will be a smaller loot pool of endgame viable weapons well no the hope would be the hope would be that every season you're losing some and and grinding for some um dylan reddit comment they're frustrated at the bugs, but they're having problems recreating the problem. 
they can't re- they're not being able to replicate the glitch oh my word um all right i gotta move on sammy people say that destiny is nothing but a checkbox where most of the things you get don't matter does this help mitigate that identity with sunsetting this is exactly why i think perpetual side grade pursuit is stupid and I'm not, I, I don't want that to sound like I'm being dismissive or rude. I, I personally think that that's stupid. When I look at that as a player and I see that's the, that's the loot, that's the loot structure. I'm like, well, that's stupid. I'm not getting anything that's better. I'm checking, as you're saying, I'm checking a box. Well, I got all the God rolls this season. Where are they? Oh, uh, they're in the vault. I don't really use them. <laughs> like you see what I'm saying? I did that during sundial. I defended, I defended season of Dawn's loot. But at the same time, I had to concede. I, I'm not using anything. I'm, I'm not really using any of it. I don't need to. You know what I mean? The torch. My biggest beef with sunsetting is the possibility of having sunset weapons drop while I'm trying to level. Uh, much the way that year one armor two. We've already addressed the sunset. The, the weapons that have been sunset dropping. I don't. They're going to have to have protections in place so that doesn't happen. Hey, Yoke, with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope edge emotes and ad-free viewing. Uh, yogurt. Could curated competitive roles focused on consistency with good stats for PvP that are immune from retirement be a compromise to alleviate some of the problems Cami and Drew have raised? They could be tied to pinnacle-type PvP-focused quests. Um, I, I honestly don't know. It would... It, this is why I think they're going to have to really make it clear that there are different weapons, different perks, and almost a very, very different feel in the sandboxes. Like, PvE players are going to be chasing crazy, really powerful weapons, and the PvP guys are going to be doing the same thing, but like, think about it like this. The threshold of power in Crucible has a ceiling. The threshold of power in, in PvE doesn't have as hard of a ceiling. You can give me a weapon that's insanely strong in in PvE and is like blowing up majors and then you just sort of keep it in check with, well, it's ammo capacity is kind of low. So you have to be more selective about when you use it. If I give you an insanely strong weapon in Crucible, you have one goal in Crucible, kill the other guy faster. So that's why there's an immediate ceiling like, no, 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 no. This weapon has to fall in line with more predictable TTK or it's going to completely disrupt the balance. So there's an immediate more harsher ceiling in Crucible. Like you can only go so high in Crucible before you will disrupt everything. One weapon would have the power to completely break Crucible. Here you go. It one-shots him all the time. Shoot him in the toe. It doesn't matter. It'd be like, wait a minute. And then everybody's running around, and then it feels like Call of Duty. So there's an immediate ceiling in Crucible. So the number of perks, the type of perks, the type of power they can give you in Crucible is immediately limited. It's immediately limited. You can give me something insanely strong like Izanagi's in PvE, and it's super limited on ammo capacity. You know? You can give me like a really, really strong, if they make rocket launchers really strong, think about it, rocket launchers for DPS, and then you limit their capacity, their reload and all that. And so like, it's crazy strong. You're like, oh my gosh, look at the damage numbers. But Crucible just plays by different rules. See pre-nerf recluse. Yeah, the pre-nerf recluse was the exact problem that we're talking about. The TTK was just too fast. Uh, if we go to slot leveling, what will materials be for? All of the masterworking that everybody's brought up today. Uh, the viable chart brings hope 
or concern. It's a hopeful roadmap for new weapons to fill gaps, but a concern because of the limited pool, 57 of 224 spots. Can Bungie fill the gaps effectively? Is limiting loot how they rotate metas going forward? I don't know about the second half of your question, so... Thank you, uh, Drew, and thank, for being, thank you for willing to be on the show tonight. It should be good. Guys, let's uh, give a shout-out to Drewski, hanging out in chat, being awesome, and uh, be sure to give him a follow. Dope dude, chill streamer, quality streamer, and uh, if you're looking for breakdowns of weapons, he is definitely one of the guys that makes those ty- that type of content. I am not. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you sometimes. I'm like, oh, this is the best role, I think, and that's usually after folks like that charge ahead uh, for me. Um, so, I am with you. It's, it is. It is a blend of hope and concern. Holy moly, that's a lot of gaps. But then it's also like, okay, Bungie's putting pressure on themselves. Put up or shut up, man. What are you going to do? You know, are you going to let us change elements? Are you going to fill all these gaps? Are you going to make September insane? You know? X Bossito. If someone stops playing after Shadowkeep and they return for the fall expansion, they'll have even more weapon vacancies. Even with Bungie adding some of the past season weapons and playlists, is this a problem? I think this is a problem, but a small one. Um, because the likelihood of someone literally playing Shadowkeep, quitting for an entire year, and then coming back and immediately wanting to jump into the end game is a is a is a very very small percentage of people. Do they exist? Sure. Don't hear me say that and act like I'm like dismissing you. But they can't legislate far-reaching systematic systematic changes for exceptions to the rule. These are these are not normal normative day-to-day hardcore players. Yeah, dude, I was playing like crazy. I played Shadowkeep and then I took a whole year off. And not only did I take a whole year off, I'm going to come back in September and I'm going to expect to jump right into the end game. Um I, I, more than likely, you'll still be able to get loot, okay? You'll still be able to get stuff and if you're concerned about these people right now, and so are they, why not jump in the summer and get ready for September? It's only $10. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel that this is a problem, but not a, a big enough one to be like, yep, yeah, we, can't, we can't do this system because there'll be a handful of people that took literally an entire year off and also have the expectation that they should be able to jump right into the end game. There'll be new things dropping, right? You'll have new things dropping from the vendors, from the activities that will be viable to level up for endgame. So you're not going to be dead in the water. The process of leveling up to get ready for endgame like trials or raids should come with a loot trickle that is good enough to be like, okay, I've got stuff I can take in. I mean, for Pete's sakes, the King's Fall raid, people went in with like the dumbest loot ever because it was literally the best that they had. That's not an abnormal situation. It's not out of left field for things that have happened historically in the game. Do we know how powerful engrams will work with sunset gear that's older than a year in them? Um, we don't know. They haven't said. I have theorized that if it's a prime and it says, oh, this is a thousand fifty, it can't drop stuff less than thousand fifty. So it'll lower the, it'll lower, it'll limit the loot pool of what can drop because the power of the prime engram is determined before it drop, before the item drops. So it would, it would almost like X those items out. 
Like, well, this prime engram is a thousand fifty, and then any item that is is capped below that can't drop out of that prime engram. It would limit the pool. That's a theory. They've not said that. I'm just theorizing. The engrams are being discussed. Yeah, this week's twelve, I think. Will the quest for guns like Luna's Edge, Wise twenty one percent Deliria also be sunset? There won't be a point in doing them after sunsetting. Or just make them super easy to get, or drop them in the general loot pool. Yeah, you know, because they're not endgame viable anymore. I would think maybe cut the quest down significantly or something, because people still might want to get them and use them. The reason should weapons that drop during expansions have higher viability, a higher viability window. Currently, weapons that drop next fall won't have a chance of being used in a world's first run. Well, we don't know that. They're giving the raids Garden and and um, Last Wish a longer window of time. I would really encourage Bungie to take aspirational loot, aspirational loot, um, like guns you earn in the raid this September. I think they should get a year plus one season. So you should be able to go into the raid in September 2021 with year-old raid loot and be fine. It, it's it's a little hat tip. It's slightly better loot. You still then have really great aspirational stuff, and then you then then you have a vested interest in grinding the new raid. Why? Because as soon as you get into the winter season of 2021, your year-old raid loot is suddenly sunset. I don't know. I think that's fair. I don't. You know going a year later and being like well I can't use any of my raid gear from last year in this new raid that feels kind of like weird to me so uh, I appreciate everybody uh, hanging out today the, the numbers have been insane please make sure you're clicking follow on the stream so that way you can always catch me when I'm live doesn't that invalidate your whole touch of malice and loot being dangerous to the end game argument um well, yeah, if Bungie were to do that light leap, they'd have to be very cautious about that. Yeah. Again, this is why I think you need a normal and a hard raid. When I originally trotted out that idea, I said that your raid loot from the previous year would be strong enough for normal, but not strong enough for hard. As a soft, like, zip, like, you get to use it. Haha, cool. But then when hard rolls around, you're gearing up for hard in that raid. So in September 2021, you'd be running the normal raid with old stuff. And then you'd be gearing up for hard. That's a good reason to bring back to bring back hard raids. Because <laughs> with contest modifier, they could really, really keep that in place. You know, they could really, really keep that in place. Uh, my name is Nerf. Given the community's reaction whenever Bungie announces sweeping changes, do you think it's time for us to have a test realm or an open alpha similar to games like WoW so we can test systems before we jump to conclusions? This sounds so great, but you're asking them to build Noah's Ark and see if it floats. And then being like, yeah, it floats. And then ship it. Uh, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, I... <laughs> you. You can't ask them to do this. You're asking them to take a system-wide gigantic change and build it right now. And then let us interact with it for a lengthy amount of time. This system only really gets its it's like true test like long term. 
So it's like, we need to build this massive, massive boat for this journey that we're going to take. Okay, when are we taking the journey? Oh, we're taking it in September. Oh, okay. How long does the boat need to float? 12 months. Oh, all right. But in order to make sure it floats for 12 months, we need to build it now, right now, and test it. And also test it to make sure it lasts a year, which doesn't work because we don't have that much time. We have four months. Do you see what I'm saying? It wouldn't work. They'd have to build the entire system and put it in the game now. And then you'd only have a four month testing period, which really wouldn't test and, and trial run any of the actual effects of sunsetting. It's not a big enough window. It's not, it's not conceivable. You're talking about something that has to land and it's massive. It's enormous. And then it lasts for 12 months. Uh, Supreme. Do you think disabling power advantage in PvP like Trials and Iron Banner would fix this? I've already addressed why they can't do that. Gandalf, with the sun setting of many legendaries and uh, ongoing sun setting, do you see this as an opportunity for exotics to finally shine again with special and unique perks? Um, you know, I don't know. Like, if you have a vacancy in your, in your, like, oh, there's no blah, blah, blah primary that's void. Are you really going to go and run an exotic primary? Exotic primaries have to be way stronger in order for me to do that. It can't just be the vacancy of like, oh, I don't have a void primary. I guess I'll run Graviton Lance. Like, are you really going to run Graviton Lance in, in the, in, in Endgame, you know? ESO does PTS once a month before launch to fix bugs. That doesn't work in Destiny. It's not dedicated servers. They can't push out stuff like that. It just isn't... It's not in the cards. There's a difference between a persisting test realm and a separate build for just one change. There just isn't... I, I We've gotten this question a lot, and I'm just going to continue to be kind of dismissive about it. I know people don't like when I like dismiss ideas, but it's not in the cards. It just isn't in the cards to do any public testing or pushing things out early so we can test it. It just isn't in the cards. They can do it with like different rule sets and elimination like they did in Crucible Labs, but that's about it. Shadowfire. Do you think that the criticism of sunsetting would be lessened if the sunset items were still equipable in endgame, but their power level was low enough that it was a massive handicap? Homie, you just described exactly what it's going to be. That You just described it. That is sunsetting. So do I think people would be less upset if it was you you just basically showed why people shouldn't be that upset. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. You can equip the gun. It'll just be weak in the end game. It won't be end game viable. So many people misunderstand the system. <laughs> Whoop. Uh next question, just a catch. What about artifact power being anti-sunset? This is currently using Grandmaster Nightfall. If you have over plus 15 light level, you can run gear below. Nope, can't do this. This is, again, a misunderstanding of how it works. If I go into 1,000 level content right now, everything's 1,000, okay? And with the artifact in my armor, I can be 1,010. I'm 10 levels above. If my gun's 950, it's going to suck. The gun does damage in relation to its power level. No, 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 Shadowfire. They're not unequippable. Sunsetting is this simple. It's one sentence. Gear in Destiny has an infusion cap. That's it. That is sunsetting. It's there's an infusion cap. That's it. It's that simple. They're not graying stuff out. They're not deleting stuff. They're not making it unequippable. It is literally that sentence. Gear in Destiny will drop with an infusion cap. So after 12 months, 
it hits its infusion cap. So if you equip it, you're weakening yourself in the end game. So much of the frustration is rooted in a misunderstanding of the system. A lot of it really is. And it only matters in the end game. That's it. Most people don't even go to the end game. They live in strikes and the public space. Those players have zero reason to be upset about sunsetting. It doesn't affect their experience. Uh, hang on, I've missed some subs. Uh, Peep with 100 bits. Uh, 20 months from X-Man of Steel. Peep gets it a sub to Cyborg. I am Fox God with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge, emotes, and ad-free viewing. And then Peep gifted another sub to uh, Chief. Thank you. Um, so yeah, uh, Cypher, do you think that the company that can't release a quest working is capable of releasing some exciting guns? This is just you complaining. Thanks for wasting my time. Uh, T-Funk, when we have sun setting, if we get slot leveling, do you see leveling ever leaving the game? Leveling is needed for sun setting. I think the form of leveling can change though. Leveling can be more linear and automatic. And slot leveling can remove needless grind for materials for infusion. So infusion can leave, slot leveling can be added, and linear linear drop-based leveling can stay, just make it more automatic. Done Monk. If we're going to be on one raid per year schedule for the foreseeable future, how well does the hardcore PvE community respond to sunsetting if there are few pinnacle activities to use the items in? There's an there's a seasonal aspirational armor grind, there's a seasonal pursuit weapon, and your question I think is valid with respect to raid relevancy. I would love to see raid relevancy extended in some way. But I and, and also there's you know there's the potential dungeon uh, or potential new updates to endgame aspirational grind. The the vanity items and other items that may be distributed, you know. Brand. Is the backlash to this just another case of the community realizing there are issues but able unable to identify the root cause similar to bounties? I actually think the backlash lands in the three categories I outlined. You have the incorrect criticisms. People are literally criticizing it and don't even understand the system, so they make criticisms about a system that doesn't exist. Or they're incoherent, like they don't even understand like how illogical their reasoning is. And then you have, I and I feel this, and I, I'm saying this with respect, I feel that there are out-of-step criticisms. The criticisms, I don't agree with guys like Drewski and Cami. Their arguments are at least logical and intelligent. I feel they're out of step with where the game is and needs to go. It feels out of step. It feels like it's really shackling the game. Um, Drewski even kind of conceded that this system is fine for PvE. He's more concerned about PvP because they want that, that mastery of the weapon not to get disrupted. Is that a reasonable expectation for an ongoing live service loot-based game? I don't think it is. They do. They think that's a reasonable expectation. That the amount of time it took to get the weapon and then master it, they, nev- they, they don't feel like they should be forced in the end game, the most challenging environment, to have to take that weapon and sit it down. I think an ongoing loot pursuit game can't ever jive with that expectation. They're at odds with each other. So, their argumentation is is far more thoughtful and logical and intelligent. At least it's not incoherent and incorrect, but it 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 does it's just out of step. I call it being out of step. 
it's okay to have that sentimentality and that desire. It doesn't feel like it's in step with the style of game. Uh, guilty. Do you think that a possible solution to the complaints about retirement could be that weapons will have their limit of light per season, perhaps? When they return, the ones that you have and will have their limit increase when they're reintroduced. This doesn't feel like this would be a good enough thing, because then it's almost like you're basically putting my gun in timeout for a little while. When guns are reissued, to me, it's like you're reissuing it with new stuff. It's getting a fresh coat of paint. And another reason to go chase it, I would hope. Uh, Spastic says, What if, rather than capping power level, equipping a retired armor mod carried a power level penalty? I think that would respect players' investment while also avoiding power creep. You're getting complicated, and I just think it's harmonious, and it makes sense for there to be two pursuits of loot in the game that run alongside each other. Armor and guns both have really good possible roles as well as, you know, possible equipable mods. Um, so, so I would say, uh, at this point, at, th- at this point, I think both of those grinds are maintained with a simplistic, uh, sunsetting system as opposed to, this is really complex. Does your solution help? It probably would, but I think it would just get super confusing. So I'm equipping this retired armor mod and it, it, it hurts my power level. There's a penalty. Why? Um, it's like a way to sunset. What? You see what I'm saying? It just makes more sense to say every piece of gear has limited infusion. It gets to a place where it's just, it's not infusible anymore. It just, to me, again, to me, that's harmonious and very, very clear. People are struggling to understand a simple system. What's going to happen when you comp, you know, you complicate it? Uh, DS Wack. Wouldn't introducing powerful weapons like Luna, Mountaintop, ETC cause more power creep? I know Bungie says sunsetting allows them to do it, but I feel like it doesn't combat the issue of power creep. It does, it, it does. <laughs> power creep is the perpetual need to make a weapon stronger than the previous weapon that was so strong. If the gun gets sunset so it's no longer endgame viable, you can make another really powerful weapon that is in that best-in-class category, and it's needed because you don't have a best-in-class hand cannon anymore for endgame viability. So there's still a ceiling of how strong they're going to make these weapons. There's still a ceiling. PK-16. Do you think that they should allow you to focus stat distribution on armor with a redacted engram? You got to be careful. We talked about this with Drewski a little bit bit ago. Too much intentionality feels almost transactional like you're crafting gear. They got to be really careful. Intentionality and and generosity, those knobs can get turned too far if you're not careful. You can turn that hot water knob too high in a shower and it burns. You can, if they turn the knob up too much on intentionality, folks are going to just absolutely burn through and get everything they need, and that really cheapens the pursuit as well as the reward. Dave. If the mods can help me out, we, we have people, you guys don't need to submit questions. Please stop. I, I should have said this a long time ago. With over 100 questions, there is, it's literally the most improbable thing is that you're going to enumerate a question that I haven't addressed. I just, I highly doubt it. So please, no more questions. If the mods can work from 122 up and remove duplicates, I've probably answered your question by now. 
if you feel you have a question, just save it for after. You can always ask questions in chat when I'm not doing Q&A. Shut up, Flame. Day 4. The amount of armor you grind every year has lowered with the addition of Transmog, and the new seasonal mod slot changes from 2 to 1, even with the affinities. Do you think this is enough to justify armor retirement next year? I think Transmog and a more flexible uh, seasonal slot is a perfect is a perfect system to go with we- armor retirement. Armor retirement's not just landing in the game. Armor sunsetting's landing with a more flexible seasonal mod slot than they've already done. They already made it flexible. They're making it more flexible, and they're adding transmog. Eh, it feels pretty good to me. Girk TV. With the retirement of armor warrant revisiting activities in which we receive masterwork materials, more frequent drops, and more activities to drop prisms. I already addressed this. I do think maybe they could look at making sure that that currency is landing in your 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 coffers a little bit more regularly so when it's time to change, you don't feel like you're just going to absolutely break the bank. Should Drang and Might of Mini Tool be always level relevant? We've gotten asked about these weapons before. I'm okay if you grandfather exotic legendary pairings. They're not super common anyway. I don't think there's a big problem from that. Nick, someone may have said this, but I wanted to ask just in case. With Weapon Sunsetting, is Menagerie going to be useless? This has already been addressed. They're talking about reissuing weapons. I would think that they would reissue the weapons and then revitalize and reinvigorate those activities rather than leave them dead and dormant which is mostly what they are now Joey do you think that they will have to give us more vault space to fix the update collections loadout Uh, I would say let us store stuff in collections would be where I'd set my sights with the sun setting of legendary weapons and non-exotics do you believe that Bungie should make Catalyst easier to acquire like on Telesto and Sleeper Uh, these don't feel related uh, at all uh, will the new with the new changes to weapons isn't it needed that the drop rate of blues is reduced I'm swimming in blues since I'm at max level this is related to something we talked about earlier they have to look at generosity and intentionality in this system they have to Baramki can we treat like a can we treat this like a traditional MMO? Strikes give X light level gear to prep you for heroics. Heroics prepare you for raids. Raids give you a set bonus armor similar to exotics. PvP gives PvP set bonuses. I mean, this really isn't a question. You're asking for like a system wide thing that's not in place right now. If they start doing set bonuses, they're going to run into armor bloat, where you have literally an armor set for every single freaking activity, and people are like, it's so expensive to masterwork armor. Well, it's going to be really expensive to have like four different sets of armor, and then every season, another set that I have to grind for, for whatever the new activity is. There's a risk with whatever road they take, there's a risk. I feel like there's a risk in going towards set bonuses. Then I have to have how many freaking loadouts of armor. And then by the time I get all the stats right, then I got to masterwork all that armor. It's it that I feel like the mods is such a smart play. They introduce seasonal mods. They're awesome. Next season, some more. Next season, some more. Eventually, the armor that can use those mods gets sunset. And next year, do it all over again. No power creep. Just like with the guns, they can go kind of crazy. Oh, wow, these mods are kind of wild. And then, whoop, the armor gets sunset. It's it's a harmonious and cyclical system. 
Uh, Psy, have you have Guardians become too complacent living in the end game? With how quickly we get to the end game content, does that diminish the potential of a smoother power curve? You're kind of getting at making leveling take longer, and you're not going to get anywhere with me on this. Leveling is not content. Hardcore players get to the end game level caps within. At the slowest, it was like a week, maybe two. Now it's down to less than that. It, it, there's no need to drag it out. The minute you drag out leveling, you're putting everybody else on a treadmill of just futility. It'll take them forever to get to max level if you try to slow down the hardcore player. Chaos. Do you think raid weapons should go back to having god-tier set perks like D1, but not dropping as often? There's a real danger here because you're getting at something that I was talking about with Drewski earlier. If it takes me two months to finally get the god roll piece of raid gear, that I think grates against sunsetting. I can't take an entire season or more. If I get into a like, if I get out of the season that the raid drops, 48 runs to get anarchy, and I finally get the drop, that is in some respects in a, in a, there's a tension there with sunsetting. Like, raid gear doesn't sunset though. Raid gear does sunset flame. The TWAB said that Last Wish and Garden of Salvation will have a higher maximum infusion level. They're, get, they're getting a stay of execution. They're still getting sunset. It's still coming. It just is going to take longer. So, you have to be careful here, right? That means it's over a year, though. If it lasts longer than a year, maybe, okay, that's good feedback. So maybe Bungie would say, since we make raid gear last a little bit longer, that, you know, the drop rates aren't going to be adjusted. It still might take you an entire season to get a good, to get the drop that you want. And a way to cushion against that is the, the raid gear lasts longer. Maybe they'll argue that. that. That might be a good middle ground. Uh... It's insanity. With Bungie not having to focus on older guns going into new content drops and exotics not getting sunset, do you see older exotics getting left in the dust or could we see some buffs? I would love for them to buff and give them a lot of great treatment because we've been saying that for a while. Avin J. People seem to be getting hung up on on all archetypal voids being filled. Why does Bungie need to make sure all archetypal roles are filled for all energy types? I don't understand this expectation. Well, this expectation is built around the fact that right now we have a we have an unbelievably stupid amount of pieces of gear. So if you want to run a void primary, you have so many options. And in the, in in September, there's like almost no void primaries. Right? So this is why I think a really, really easy solution to this problem of a lot of archetypal vacancy would be to say all primary weapons have an element. All primary weapons act as if they are a kinetic with respect to the critical multiplier and elements can be changed. Ship that. Just freaking ship that. That We need that. That is a huge need that would smooth out a lot of these vacancies. Uh, Kuval. Doesn't un- doesn't sunsetting allow Bungie to remove old content without worrying about meta loot that dropped in it? I would think they would want to reinvigorate it, not not get rid of it. 
Gator. What will happen to pinnacle weapons that require grinding and comp take lots of time? Mountaintop and Recluse are a main case for sunsetting. It takes so long to earn weapons like that, and it feels pointless to pursue in the future. Not really a question. You just sort of complaining about the fact that some weapons are going to take a long time to grind for. Like, what should happen to them? The same thing that's going to happen to freaking raid weapons, man. They're going to take a long time to get, and then you can use them for almost an entire year, and then they get sunset, and they work everywhere but the end game. Like, that's the new standard going forward. And if you're going to be like, well, nothing should get sunset if it takes a long time to get, we're just in a whole giant incoherent land of self-contradiction because if I'm going to grind for something and it's going to take a long time, it should be awesome. Perpetual endgame viability restricts Bungie from giving me awesome stuff. I've been running raids and getting basic, like basic samey weapons for three years that don't stand out. That's the biggest problem with this system. Defending a broken system is not ever, ever going to indict sunsetting. The system we're in now, you spend long periods of time grinding for weapons that are not aspirational. And grads. So if your power from the artifact takes you to 1010, but you have a 950 gun, what does that power actually do? Just make you harder to kill? The gun does way less damage. The gun acts as if it's a 950 in a thousand environment. It does damage as if you are 950. It hurts the damage output of the weapon. Sigh. Shouldn't we be using exotics like Graviton, Lance, and in-game content if they aren't being sunset? How do weapons like this become viable? They need buffs. It's really hard to justify using exotic primaries. That's a whole other subject. Exotic primaries never feel strong enough uh, to justify getting rid of like an exotic weapon like Divinity or Izanagi's or an Anarchy those are just stronger weapons it's so much more influential than an exotic primary should the ordeal be restricted so that at least two difficulties are not power enabled like strikes or just don't raise them anymore just don't raise them anymore I'd be okay with that to me until you get up to master and grandmaster that to me is not aspirational anymore low level nightfall to me is fine why because it's got a milestone attached to it it's a weekly ritual thing for people it doesn't need to be this super crazy aspirational like content where you can't use old gear in it the the tip of the pyramid needs to be master grandmaster raids dungeons trials iron banner um stew do you think Bungie will make a distinction between last wish armor that is gotten from the raid and the same armor which is from menagerie no, anything that's back there is getting sunset on the same timeline. Do you think that we may be able to mix sunsetted gear and endgame activities and still be at Delta? How would that influence Bungie's decision on sunsetting? Meta and people opinion on sunsetting? Well, I mean, obviously, if you can get really, really high enough level on all your armor and all your guns and the artifact and you run like a pair of boots that are sunset because you want the powerful friends mod you you might be able to be fine i think that's why they're really really straining grandmaster up with contest and they might even have contest modes and raids or something to keep you from doing that and again it yeah is what's being said in chat it does it depends on the power jump it depends on the power jump luck sorry if this has been asked before but would having sunsetting be in effect only in pvp and not in pvp defeat the purpose of sunsetting Not necessarily, because if they focus primarily on PvE perks that aren't, you know, hurting Crucible, like Trench Barrel and One-Two Punch and stuff like that, that don't, they're not really viable in Crucible, you could continue to have, like, just garden variety awesome weapons in Crucible. I'm always going to come back to this. 
aspirational content like trials necessitates aspirational loot you can't make aspirational loot that's a side grade i just i think that's a fundamental breakdown of the identity of the gear yes aspirational loot what is it well it's a side grade it's 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 virtually synonymous with other best in class or tip of the pyramid or god real weapons that you already have well why in the frick would i go flawless then like adept weapons need to be adept they need to be standout if you make them stand out the only way to unseat them a year later is with sunsetting. If you don't unseat them a year later, it's a side grade or it's power creep. Either one. I think side grades and power creep are not the answer. One's either not good enough and then the other breaks the game. Pop. What about sunsetting weapons from various events like Avalanche? I'm not too concerned about that. That's stuff that'll probably get reissued during the during the you know the next time they do the event. Every time there's a vendor refresh, we will go play the slot machine with our tokens and materials. How does this help Pursuit at the beginning of the season? I have no idea. We don't know how that's going to work. We know that vendors are getting an update and a refresh. We have no idea what it's going to look like. They haven't gone into detail about that. So, If you're here right now, this is the longest Q&A session that I've ever done, but I really wanted to make sure everybody got a chance to kind of like ask a question, even a lot of repeats, because I know the sunsetting criticisms and complaints are, are there, and I'm doing my best to just give you a place to duke it out about it, and Drewski will be on the Rageous Roundtable tonight to be one of the people that doesn't think it's good for Crucible especially, and uh, we'll have him on to have the discussion. If you're here right now, don't go anywhere. We're going to keep hanging out. We're going to keep on talking. Um, make sure and click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support me. A lot of new names and people in chat, and if you haven't clicked follow yet, make sure you've done that, and don't shut the stream down. If you're listening elsewhere, you can always catch me at saynotorage.com, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>